called it just a few weeks ago. The infamous stay, Rose Garden. Stay out of the fucking Rose Garden, Trump. God damn, I've been waiting fucking 59 episodes to do this. So <laughs> all of these lines have been from It's Always Sunny. So congratulations to Haley. I will, in fact, get you a t-shirt because you just won. If you lean more left, go and follow another, like a Fox News page. Go and follow The Daily Wire. Mm-hmm. Right? Go and follow Ben Shapiro. And don't kid yourself. You do have a military-industrial complex. They do like war. Welcome to the south of the streets. Coming at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat. With everything going on in this nation, we need some information. And that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation. With real talk and real topics, real people, real problems. Think we need some help to solve them and leave it up to Colin and the Donovan. Cause that's the the what, what's that? Oh, let's get ready. And just like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we are back to Salt of the Streets podcast. This is Saturday, June 8th, 10.39 a.m. This is episode 60. Boom. Welcome back, everybody, to the Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on all the weekly news, pop culture, and sports that you can handle. And the best part about the whole deal, it's all built from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday normal person. Fucking out so here. come join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless efforts to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I am Colin. I'm Donovan. And coming up on this week's show, we are going to be talking about the ex oh special, special counsel. counsel. Yeah. I was like, yeah, what was the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Uh, Bob Mueller's press conference. Big Bob. And then we're going to be talking about the the situation with Mexico and China. So we're going to be talking trade and probably some immigration. And then we're going to get in some grab baggy type fun stuff. So all of that and more coming up on this week's show. Ballin'. But we just finished up an amazing pre-show. We were just talking about some some, uh, some Second Amendment issues and whatnot. And uh, so if you haven't heard that, make sure to jump over to the pre-show. Check that out. Because there was a point I wanted to make there. About, you can find uh, – sorry. You can, you, know, find, yeah. you can find the pre-show on uh, – Anywhere you, you listen to podcasts. That's uh, right. SoundCloud, any of that. Uh, we also do a live stream on our Facebook at Salt of the Streets. Uh, you can find everything at saltofthestreets.com, YouTube at Salt of the Streets, personal social medias, you know what I'm saying? Salt of the Street on Twitter and Alpaca underscore Don on Instagram. He's at Big Bird Offy on both of those things. Uh, that's it. Salt of the Streets.com. So pre-show. Hit it. <laughs> What's, what was that? Pre-show? I don't so, know. Yeah, pre-show. <laughs> yeah, uh, so we were talking about you getting your concealed carry permit. Damn. It is not news to everybody. We've talked about this before. For almost a month now, we've talked about this. This yes. might actually be one month since I first said we went and applied for our consumer license. Like I, I think would it's imagine. taken officially four weeks to do that. So our we our weekly timelines are obviously done in chapters. Yeah, because we have major events that happen every <laughs> right, single <right>. week. <laughs> but um, there was a point I wanted to make because we. You know, your father-in-law, right, had made a point publicly on Facebook and questioning some things. So, we're not going to rehash that. So, go back to the pre-show and listen to it. Pre-show. But correct me if I'm wrong. He lives in Japan now, right? Currently, yes. So, I'm wondering how much him living in Japan because... When it comes to gun laws, Japan is about as strict as... Super strict, Anywhere, right? right? Um, And so, I wonder if he's living through things in that society that makes him question the validity of maybe an old opinion he used to have because he was a very, very <clears throat> active military member and stuff like um, that. And, and so it just, it was something that 
came up in my mind and I forgot to bring it up. No, that's fine. And what I would say is after, um, cause like I said, he, he texts both me and Jordan after he's like, you know, a while after he said that and was like, you know, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have whatever. Like it's just my mm-hmm. own personal opinion and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so we talked about it. Jordan and I, we were fucking up at four o'clock this morning because Dax is an asshole. And so we were talking about it and, um, she said that he's always been that way. That mm. even when, cause he was in the reserves for the last couple of years of his service. And then said, even when he was active duty or whatever, like he, he's always felt that way that it's, and it's not something like that was a tool for his job. And then it belonged in his job because that's what he was doing. And then it wasn't something that people needed to have at home. And, um, without putting too much of his own personal history on blast, like he, he came, you know, he's, he's from Michigan. So he, mm-hmm. um, from like, uh, Rural, urban-ish Michigan, you know, about okay. kind of in between the two. So he grew suburban. Up, he grew up around a lot of people who were not, but not in a good way, suburban. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, uh, um, and so I mean, he definitely didn't live like, from what I understand, in like in the fucking projects, but knew a very colorful scheme of people growing up, and so he, you know, knew a lot of people who. F- had farms that maybe shouldn't have and didn't maybe use them correctly. And, you know, like I said, he's also been in the military for a long time. So I'm sure he knows a lot of people who have, who have lost their lives that way. You oh know, yeah. But, and I don't like I said, I'm not trying to put on. And, last, and that's enough to, you know, to but, completely sharp your, your and, life view on some and of that. So stuff. I do not by any means discount his opinion on that because I think it's totally valid. Right. But only because it was in regards to something that I did personally mm-hmm. did I express my own opinion that way and take it that way. Because you know what I'm saying. Which because I will say, I think you did a very nice job. Thank you, thank you. Because I didn't, like I said, I didn't want to be disrespectful. I didn't want anything. But it's not a conversation that that he's had with us about, like, well, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. You know. So and him being in Japan might it's, literally right. be this might be the best way for him to have right. that conversation with you because he knows that you have a platform that you can literally speak your mind on. And he can actually understand what you're going to try to say because you cannot have that conversation via text message. No, no, there's no, no way to have that happen. Not at all. And I didn't. I did not text him back. I just commented like on his shit on the internet and said I will definitely talk about this on the show. Today. Yeah. So, and I absolutely did. So <laughs> that's where we're at. It was really good. Thank you. So I think that being said, how long has it been? We've been out for two weeks essentially. Yes, uh, because when Haley was on. Two weeks ago, we ran out of time to talk about Mueller and Infrastructure Week. Um, we talked about the Equality Act, and then we talked about a bunch of other shit. Mm-hmm. So um, we are going to talk a little bit about Infrastructure Week is just kind of like a secondary thing at this point, just kind of like a circumstantial. It just happened to be at that point, right? Mm-hmm. So the 21st of May, this because this is one of my notes, but I start Trump dates is what Trump I, dates is what I started writing down as like the header in my notes. So don't brand um, that shit for him, dude. On, <laughs> on the 21st of May, ex White House Counsel Don McGinn was told was told by the president to ignore congressional subpoenas that he had received for documents and and I believe for a testimony. He was told to ignore those things. Yes. And on the 22nd. Um, President Trump had a meeting that was planned on infrastructure with congressional leadership. Nancy Pelosi was there. Chuck Schumer was there, was supposed to be in the Oval Office. Um, and he, I'm sure uh, most of you have heard about this, but if not, right, he walked into the meeting and apparently didn't shake anybody's hand. He didn't greet anybody. He just started talking. He started ranting, talking about how they were disrespectful and that he's never done a cover up and he, you know, he doesn't do cover ups. And, and I think um, it's important to note that right before this yes, happened, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Thank Nancy you. Pelosi went on. 
national television. Yes, and thank you. Basically, said that he was involved in a cover up. Yes, in regards to the Mueller report and obstruction of justice and what the 10 or 12 different points that Robert Mueller laid out in his report that can be construed uh, as obstruction of justice. Yeah, possible um, obstruction of justice. So, right. So she did an interview right before that where she said that. So he came to the office said that he wasn't willing to talk about infrastructure or do an infrastructure deal until they stopped essentially talking shit about him and you know like i said accused him you know he said i don't do cover-ups i'm not doing all that and then immediately after like three or four minutes walked out into the rose garden and you called it just a few the, weeks ago the infamous stay, rose garden stay out of the fucking rose garden trump if you haven't heard that go go back a couple of us i think it was just like three weeks ago yeah. that after the other rose garden <laughs> conference <laughs> yeah. that cohen said he said he needs to just stay out of the rose garden because he's going in there he's saying stupid shit and then he's leaving <laughs> and, it's, and it's really bad so it's, it's so bad so he goes into the rose garden and he says the same type of stuff you know i don't do cover-ups and you know with I don't, like the pre-made like high clock High gloss placards and stuff like yes. this on the podium. Yes, there's it made a- it look incredibly staged, whether or not it truly was. Right. You know, those I wouldn't imagine I wouldn't think it's too far of a stretch to give them the benefit of the doubt and just think that they had that shit ready to go at a moment's notice just in case. Totally. I could see totally. that happen. I don't think that's too far a stretch. So I don't no. think it was necessarily a staged. But they knew it was a possibility. No, not at all. Um, and it's, a, I think, also important to know, right, that prior to this meeting, um, fucking Raskin, what's his name? Tom Raskin or something like that. Um, he is a congressman. He was in a meeting with Nancy Pelosi. I believe it was just a few days before this. Um, he was in a meeting with some other Democratic members and Nancy Pelosi, and he proposed a formal impeachment inquiry for obstruction of oversight by Congress, right? For the president, um, just, like I said, uh, obstructing with Congress's ability to perform oversight by telling people, Don McGahn, uh, Hope Hicks to ignore the subpoenas that they're receiving and, and just move on with their day, right? Uh, and Nancy Pelosi said that she was not interested in that, that they were going to stay with the subpoenas and they were going to keep doing what they're doing because this was the way to get the information. What is it? It's, Jamie Raskin. Jamie Raskin. If this, right. Yeah, he's that's, a yep, that's U.S. Him. House rep from uh, Maryland's 8th District. That's him. Yeah. Really interesting looking cat. Wow. Yes. Um, <laughs> Nancy Pelosi said that the courts, as of now, because there have been a series of court decisions recently that have been deciding in favor of Congress that Trump cannot block certain documents that have to do with like his taxes and certain business things that he can't block those things, right? Yep. He has to allow Congress to perform oversight even if he doesn't like it, right? So Nancy Pelosi says, no, we're going to stay with us. The courts are in our favor. They are ruling in our favor actively. We're just going to keep doing this, keep doing subpoenas. When he challenges them, we'll go to the courts. They'll tell us that we can do it because we already know that we can. We all know that we can. We'll get the information that we need and we'll proceed. You'd want the legal precedent set anyways at that point. Right. It can only do you a favor going forward. Right. And that is when the subpoenas went out for Hope Hicks and for Don McGahn. Don McGahn, like I said, used to be the White House counsel and Hope Hicks – used to be the communications secretary or the director of communications and then she resigned there was some i don't remember exactly what happened there was some shit that happened that she was involved with um yeah i can't remember she's one of of like donald trump's og party members like she's been there from the beginning because i'm pretty sure that she was friends with ivanka 
And that's, she's 30 years old. Yes. So she's friends with Ivanka, and that's 30. how that's how she originally got her foot in the door. But she's one of the OG Trump party members, like from the beginning of the campaign all the way through to the administration as the director of communications. So Trump told them to ignore their subpoenas for all the information that they're getting and all of everything, right? So <clears throat> Let's see here. So that meeting, right, what could have been a, a really easy bipartisan win was ruined because the president is upset, right? Which I think I think is understandable. I think it's understandable for him to be for him to be upset that he feels the Democrats are obstructing, right? But it's unacceptable for the president to refuse to do his job because he doesn't like the oversight of Congress. Like that's, that's unacceptable. You have to just continue to do what you're doing. If an infrastructure bill needs to be passed to fix the terrible fucking roads across America, to fix the fucking bridges, the levees that are constantly allowing things to overflow and to, or to, what a flood. That's what the fuck I'm looking for. Overflow. Eh, no overflow. Yeah. Same, the same, same thing, but that are constantly causing areas to flood, right? We need to fix these things, especially if we're talking about climate change being like an actual thing. If everyone can agree that climate change is a thing, it's going to get a little bit worse. We need to prepare for that because the levees are not handling what's going on now. So if it's going to get Obviously. worse, they're definitely not going to handle it. We're going to have way more situations like we had in Katrina where the levees broke and they were destroyed. You know I'm what trying I'm to saying? remember the name of the country, but I want to say it's the Netherlands that um, when they built their the levee system – yeah, I mean, and I don't remember. It's got to be one of those. No, I'm just kidding. Nordic countries, I guess, if you want to call the Netherlands Nordic. Um, but I mean, they have an incredibly low area and they have massive levees. But what they did is they built their levees to what we call in like my industry, we have certain levels of storm preparedness, right? Yeah. We have a 10 year event. We have a hundred year event. We have a thousand year event. Well, they built their levees for a 10,000 year event. So really? this is the, the storm of storms. This is the end time storm. So they should be fine. Wow. Assuming any kind of faulty engineering, not so much the case in the levee system we have, uh, especially down on the Gulf. Right. Not right. the same. So it is obvious and apparent to everybody, especially the leadership in in the legislative and the executive branches in America, that something needs to be done in regards to infrastructure. Yeah. It also would put a bunch of fucking money into the economy and give because they're gonna give jobs to a shitload of people. You know, even even in just in the way of people being given contracts, they're gonna mm -hmm. have to hire at least more temporary workers oh, hell yeah. to get all this shit done, you know? That's going to be the bee's knees. That is where you're making your fucking money because you have people who are making good money, getting that good money, pumping it right back into the economy. You know, oh, dude. Government contracts doing, are so fat. That's what I'm saying. They I might mean, be doing medial bullshit work right now because they don't have – there's not enough work in their area. You know, There's some states – and I don't want to misquote you, but I remember hearing stories a while ago of some states that are having to pull mason workers and shit from other states because there's not enough craftsmen in their area and skilled workers to do whatever jobs they're looking for. You know? I have no idea whether or not that's true, but yeah. it makes – a whole lot of sense I when you look at the state of just trades in the country. Yeah, and I don't like I said. I don't Should we do that with firefighters and you exactly. know linemen when they have a massive storm? You know, exactly. you have you know linemen, which are the people that work on the you know the, the high voltage power yeah. lines and stuff. They will go four or five states over sometimes right. to go assist in getting another state back up and running after a major storm. And it happens all the time. And the same thing is happening with skilled trade workers. Not only. 
does it, you know, it take, I mean, it, it takes them out of that state as well and puts that state that they're being taken out of at a disadvantage because they now have less skilled labor workers to do the, to those type of jobs. You know, yep. they have less carpenters, less masons, all that shit that you need to build houses, to build structures. Which is why you don't need to go to college. No, just learn shit. Learn Side shit. note. Learn shit from people like this guy right here. Just, so, you know what I'm saying? Before we get too much further, I wanted to ask yes. you a question about something that how all this went down, right? And yes. I see it happening more and more every day, and it drives me insane. When every single article out there says that President Trump was supposed to meet with congressional leadership. Yes. We're not talking about actual – we're talking about opposition leadership. Democratic congressional leadership. And so leadership, Chuck yeah. Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are the two people we're talking about right now. Mitch McConnell's still kicking in in, in the Senate. Why is Mitch McConnell this. not present at that meeting to represent the Senate majority? Yeah. Majority. 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 Maybe oh, if the shit. turtle says it himself. If cocaine Mitch says majority, <laughs> I am on it. Um but I mean, that's the way it right. should work because even right. in that situation, Cocaine Mitch could have sat there and been like, you know, that aside, we should probably still sit down and talk about this, right. Mr. President. Maybe he could have prevented some the fucking temper tantrum from getting out of control. Yeah. Maybe. But if Schumer's there, he wants him to do that just as much as Nancy Pelosi does. No, and I think that that's a good point. And I think it's probably because Mitch McConnell has placed himself in a position politically where he'll just pass whatever the fuck he thinks the president will sign you know except for tariffs which we'll talk later ex yes except <laughs> for tariffs on mexico um but as as far as legislation you yeah. know he, he's made it apparent that it, anything that he thinks trump will sign is what he is willing to pass because he That's, just wants it he wants to have that record exactly he's not going to put it up on the floor for a vote if he thinks it's not going to pass because you're right because mm -hmm. he doesn't want to soil his record that he has sitting there he wants it to look like and for it to be that he is passing legislation and not putting shit up that it that no one wants to hear right because at the end of the day if the republicans want to put something up and they have everyone in the party who's going to do it then it's it's going to happen you know what i'm saying it's done already so yep. That's the thing that I, I think is a really great point. And I think that that's what it is, is that he's just, he's going to do whatever the president's going to do. So yeah. <laughs> whatever is going to work. But I, I do agree that it seems like it might behoove them for, you know, the Republicans to have Mitch McConnell in the room to try and still have, you know, scrape something together to yeah. at least get an idea. You I mean, know? I get what the end goal is, but. It's not. It's not good politics. For no, one. it's not just not. But um, so, like I said, he was out in the Rose Garden. He said, "I don't do cover-ups. I don't do that stuff." And this is just a, a light point. But Stormy um, Daniels. Yeah, we no we did up. in fact see him pay one hundred thirty thousand dollars to Stormy Daniels. Oh, to, did you have that ready? Yes, oh, uh, to perfect. to hide the fact that he had sex with her uh, while his wife was pregnant. I definitely um, don't do cover-ups. But he doesn't do cover himself. So, and that's, that's just a side note, but I think that, you know, and we don't keep count, obviously. The Washington Post does, and it's something over 10,000, but, um, oh, we just kind of like to make notes of really big, obvious lies that the president says because it, we think that it's important to know when your leadership is not being honest. You know, people yeah. say things all the time that can be interpreted different ways. And I'm a politician and this and blah, 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 blah. You know, the things that we talk about are, are, real bold-faced fucking lies that we have reported talked about commentated on in the past that we know are not true we know that that's not true we've seen checks with your name on them that you gave to michael cohen that not he that passed, long ago <laughs> that he passed through that llc and then paid to stormy daniels like we've seen those things so we know 
that that's not the case. Um, but again, when we talked about that, we said that's, that's like a personal deal. You know, that's, it's not illegal. It's not whatever. It's a lie, but it's not illegal. It's just a yeah. shady, shitty personal thing that he did. Um, yeah, just add it on the bio. Yes. Yes. Um, and then on the 29th of May, right? Woo. Robert Mueller. Uh, the ex-special counsel, as Afi said before, made his first public appearance and statement. Well, his first public statement since mm-hmm. the beginning of the special investigation, right? Um, he said that the office of the special counsel was closing and that Robert Mueller would be resigning as a special counsel, right? Which is obviously if they're going to be closing the office. Um, excuse me. He said that he did not intend to testify and that the report was his testimony, right? Which is important to know that that does not stop a congressional subpoena. If Congress wants to hear from him, they can, in fact, subpoena him and they can bring his ass in. However, well, I guess if he's a private citizen, then Trump can't tell him what to do, right? He can go in there. If he was still an employee of the Department of Justice, which he was when he was special counsel, then President Trump does have the ability to claim executive privilege and tell him not to testify, right? Or not executive privilege, but to tell him not to testify because he's the head of the executive branch, right? Yeah, see, I don't know if it would really work like that. Or was that, is that still up for debate? I believe that when he was still part of the Department of Justice because the Department of Justice is under the purview yeah. of the president. Like he I understand can tell Robert Mueller not to testify yeah. when he's still the, the special counsel. But now that he's a private citizen doing whatever he wants, if he gets subpoenaed by Congress, mm-hmm. he's going to go and testify. Even though he said, you know, I, if I do get called in, I don't have anything else to say besides what's already in this report. But I believe – that that is what the what the understanding was that if he were to be tested or if he were to be subpoenaed at the time, then mm-hmm. the president could have told him not to do it. Yeah, at the time for sure. Yes. Yeah, and then once he, with him leaving into private, you know, life. Yes. Due to the fact that he was tied to that point in an official capacity at some point, I I would wonder if it, there is some kind of legal legality that he you know the president could use to he, right. Or and something. I, I'm not totally sure. But, I'm not. I'm not certain on that. And from like a judicial standpoint, you, as Robert Mueller, the special counsel at the time, like he literally cannot go in there and say anything contradictory to the report. No, he cannot do that. It would completely undermine the entirety of a report, and you you can't do that. You just and if he said anything more, he would catch a bunch of shit. Oh, I mean, you could probably they. Probably come up with some kind of perjury bullshit for it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's not the way these things are supposed to work. The, what good is the report if you don't, if what's in the report isn't scripture? Right. You know what I mean? If that is not your hill to die on in the report, then what good was doing the fucking report? Right. Period. So, uh, also when uh, Robert Mueller was making a statement, he stated that the Mueller team was not able to exonerate the president, which is something that he said in the report itself, which has caught a lot of heat from the conservative or the right side, right? Because their argument is, is your job isn't to exonerate the president. It's to prove that he's guilty. It's to try and prove that he's guilty. Mm-hmm. So that in itself, it is arguable that it shows bias within Robert Mueller that he went in with a preconception of that the president was already guilty and was looking for evidence to exonerate him and not to try and find him guilty, which could influence the way that he did his investigation, right? Yeah, the verbiage to the whole thing was very 
And you had to pay attention to it. And we know from Robert Mueller's history, both as the director of the FBI and as the special counsel, he's very particular with his words. Very, very particular with his words. He was a man of the law for an extremely for like twenty years or something like that. You know, yeah, federal prosecutor. Exactly. He knows he's a he's a lawyer. He knows he knows how important phrasing is. You phrasing. know what I'm saying? He knows how important phrasing is. So so it's hard to argue that the words that he uses, the actual rhetoric, isn't important, right? Because, like I said, we know exactly he. We know that he knows exactly what he's saying when he says it. You should assume that what he's saying is was intended to be said. Exactly. He emphasized the words like "not" or "did not" or "did" or you know he emphasized those words very, very particularly right. for good reason. So there's also an argument that it, the president wasn't given a fair shake because he was not presumed innocent, as is his right, you know, in the beginning of this criminal investigation that really in the beginning had nothing to do with the president, but evolved to, you know, begin mm-hmm. to involve him. Um, and so at that time, you know, there's an argument that he was not, like I said, was not given a fair shake because under the law, you are supposed to be assumed innocent until you're proven guilty yep. um and like i said it's it's you're able to make an argument that that wasn't the case for the president yeah um, <laughs> and as far as let's see he also stated that he knew when he started as a special robert Mueller stated that he knew when he started as a special counsel that trump would not be able to be charged because of the precedent that exists within the do within the doj the department of justice that a sitting president cannot be charged with a crime, right? And that's that opinion from the Office of Judicial Counsel? Uh, the Office of Legal Counsel. Legal Counsel, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that, again, sparks a whole argument of if you knew from the beginning that you weren't going to be able to charge him, then why were you investigating to begin with, right? And I think that the counterargument to that is that he, I, from what I understand, his job from the beginning was to gather the evidence – and if it was there, then it was the attorney general's job to charge the president or decide whether or not he could be charged, right? Because yeah. there, I believe the bill bar even said, you know, if the crime is is enough, then we would look into that precedent and do something about it, you know? And that's why they started impeachment. That's why Richard Nixon stepped down as president, you know, is because they, the charges were so extreme. The evidence was so extreme that something had to be done. Yep. So. So I don't know that that argument really holds weight. You know, because it's Robert Mueller's job, would have been Robert Mueller's job to recommend charges, but not to have charged the president. He doesn't have that power. He's just a special investigator. You know what I'm saying? Certainly, he would have been the lawyer that argued the case in front of the Senate, right? But he's he's not the one that would have handed down charges. He would have recommended charges. It would have been up to the attorney general to decide whether or not they could go overrule that precedent so as to charge the president with crimes, Mm -hmm. right? And in his own words... He said, the introduction of volume two of our report explains that decision. It explains that under longstanding department policy, a president cannot be charged with a federal crime while he is in office. That is unconstitutional. Even if the charge is kept under seal and hidden from public view, that too is prohibited. A special counsel's office is part of the Department of Justice, and by regulation, it was bound by the department's policy. Charging the president with a crime was therefore not an option we could consider. Again, there's that word. It's not that it wasn't an option that we considered. It was was not an option they could consider. And I I would argue that it... 
that they can't do it because it wasn't their job. You it's, know, they can't consider it because that's not their job. To charge the president is not their job. That exactly. was that is the attorney general's job after the report has been has been handed down after it's finished, right? So that article, like I said, I don't think really holds water. No, you know, I mean he's it says again a little later said the the opinion says that the Constitution requires a process other than the criminal justice system to right. formally accuse a sitting president of wrongdoing. In other words, that's called impeachment. Right. And there's a reason he never uses that word because that would be that would be a trigger phrase. And that's not his job. It's not. It's to provide evidence that if his report is not enough evidence to begin impeachment proceedings, right? Then it is enough or is hopefully enough in the case of whoever, right? Hopefully enough to allow the opposing party, the investigating party to begin a formal impeachment proceeding or at least in a formal yeah. impeachment inquiry like we were talking about that Jamie Raskin, you know, that he proposed, right? That is what the intention seems to be for the Mueller report. So the argument that that they're like, oh, well, you know, that's the only option left. So that's just what they're relying on. It seems like that that's like what the standard option is the whole time unless you have an attorney general, an attorney general who sees it the other way. That's the only way that it's going to be done. And we knew from the beginning mm-hmm. that whether it's Jeff Sessions who recused himself, whether it's Rod Rosenstein who took over, or whether it's Bill Barr, we knew that none of these people were going to allow charges to be recommended towards the president because they were going to follow the the precedent from the DOJ. Yep. We knew that. There is certainly an argument to be made that if maybe you had Eric Holder as as the attorney general, Ugh. he may have tried to find some way around if you had Loretta Lynch, if you, whoever, you know, if you had a different lawyer – they may have tried to interpret it a different way or may have seen it a different way because they have a different legal opinion. But we knew that's how all three of these different people saw it. And for some reason, the Democrats, when they first started talking about Rod Rosenstein, didn't pay attention to that. You know, that even if Robert Mueller said, hey, this shit happened, Rod Rosenstein was still going to say, as he did when they wrote, when he wrote his letter with Bill Barr, because they wrote it and made the decision together. We cannot charge the president because he's sitting right now in the office as president. Mm-hmm. You have the evidence. If you think that it's enough, then you need to start impeachment, right? Yep. So, you can still charge somebody with high crimes and misdemeanors in right. impeachment hearings, but and that's we yeah. always talk about. We always talk about like the the gray area, right? And this is that gray area where both parties are kind of right. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a totally genuine argument to say, oh, you know, the the Democrats are trying to scrape it together because that's all they got because that's what it was from the beginning. Impeachment is what it was from the beginning as a result from the Mueller report. So it's not a totally legitimate argument, you know, that they're scraping together, they're doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Halfway legitimate because they are scraping it together because only part of the Democratic Party even is considering impeachment. You know, because they. Know know they don't have the numbers in the senate because they're not convinced of the information that's there you know yeah it's not enough to go off of i mean like if they're looking at this thing in a essentially in a vote context right do they have the votes to get it and the simple fact is they probably do not and there are a lot of people even like there was an episode of the commentary where noah rothman was saying he said i is anyone else concerned that the president obstructed justice? Because I am. You know, he said, I've seen all this evidence and that it looks like obstructive justice to me. And that's concerning. So it's not yeah. just Democrats. It's not just people on the mm-hmm. left. It's not just fucking progressives. It's not, I'm not a lawyer, but from what I've read, those are pretty legitimate examples from the preponderance of the evidence, from the culmination of the evidence 
that he did some shady shit and that yeah. you can look into what else he did. You know, you have the right to do that as Congress, as your as your power of oversight. You have the right to do that. And it looks like maybe you should, you know? Especially when it comes to the things that the, – the 10 points that Mueller lays out. Yes. In, there's some shady shit going on there. Whether or not it, it leads to that, you know, because the big discussion at the time was, well, can you obstruct some – a, a non-crime. And I think if, depending on how the statutes are written and everything, you are obstructing an investigation into whether or not there was a crime. Right. Even if there wasn't a crime, it still seems really shady. And and that's what, that is an argument that, like I said, some some lawyers, some legal scholars, some whoever, mm-hmm. excuse me, are making that, that the intent and the act of obstruction or an attended, attempted obstruction is the crime, like you said, of trying mm-hmm. to obstruct this investigation is in itself a crime, right? Even Which, if I don't quite know if that's the case. Unfortunately, I'm not a legal scholar. I know, and I don't write. But I, it I don't, still seems shady. But the fun. argument, I know the argument can be made. I know that the legal argument can be made because mm-hmm. I've heard enough people talk about it. Even if it's from Amy Klobuchar to fucking uh. Noah Rothman, I've heard both of these people and several people in between say that there is a legal argument to be made for that. Mm-hmm. So whether or not it's the, you know, the dominant legal argument or whatever, if you have a lawyer, if you have a, what's, what's, what's Johnny Cochran is that, that was Johnny a, Cochran. If you got a Johnny Cochran in there, he might be able to win that shit, you know, because if you have a good enough lawyer. Is that the old, uh, if the glove don't fit, you must, you must quit? quit. Well, you know what I'm saying? And then so, OJ still goes to jail. So I know the argument can be made. And so we are trying to provide you with this information so you can decide it yourself. You know, the Mueller report is there to read. We, we went over all the points a couple weeks ago. So even if you don't want to read it, which Robert Mueller himself, he said, I implore you, read the report. It's all there, right? So even if you don't want to read it, we talked about all those different points. Go back and listen to it and you decide for yourself whether or not you think the president should be acting that way. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't think that's the case, don't go on Twitter. Don't go on Facebook. Don't do anything that shit. Reach out to your congressman. Google who your congressman is, send them a fax, send them a fax, you know, because I'm sure yeah. you may or may not know who it is. So Google it, send them a fax, send them an email, send them a letter, send them. A, there's a lot of things you can do it from a text message on your phone. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. Do it. Tell them this is fucking shady. I don't like this. I want you to vote in favor of a formal impeachment inquiry and see if there is more to this information here that Robert Mueller found, because his investigation, while it did expand at one point, was limited. You know what I'm saying? He can only go so far because the original intent of the Mueller investigation, of the special investigation, was to look into Russian interference in the 2016 election, right? And it was only because President Trump had shady, dumb fucking people in his administration, in his campaign, that it ever even expanded over to him. It's because you had people like Paul Manafort, like, uh, what's his face that lied to, to the FBI? Uh, General Flynn. Yes, yes. I don't know why I made like a baseball swat there. That doesn't make any sense. He had people like this in his party, in his administration, in his campaign that were doing stupid, shady shit. You know? That's the only reason that it expanded over to him is because he picked dumb fucking people to work for him. That's on you, man. What do you mean I can't go give a speech for $40,000 to the Russians? That's on you. You know? So (laughs) that's the only reason it expanded that way. And that's... I think why it turned out like this, and I think this is the logical invest, like the logical ending to this investigation. And I think the only thing that the two parties can agree on is if you want to get it done, you need to go for impeachment. 
You know, uh-huh. that's the only thing that they can both agree on is the only way to go from now, if we want the president now before 2020, is to try and impeach him. Well, they tried to find a scapegoat. They tried to yeah. find somebody else that would do their dirty work for them. They want somebody to to get to their end goal. But it was where never they his don't have job. to sully their hands. Yeah. But it was never his job to do that. It is up to them to, like you said, start the inquiry hearings into an impeachment process because yeah. That is the first step. Just because you start the impeachment inquiry doesn't mean you're going to impeach. Right. Right? And that that's just a step towards that direction. But if you cannot get even one side of the aisle on the same page in that direction, yeah, it's never going to happen. I don't think there's anything wrong at all with starting an impeachment inquiry, right? I think that that mm-hmm. excuse me, might be the right way to go to get other people – on board, you know, because if if you really feel confident, if you really, if you get the feeling when you when you grab them, you know that that's the way to go. Then I think you should do it because I think that that might be the right thing to do. But just don't grab them from the bleep. But but I don't, I can't make that decision, you know. But you guys can have a say, and like I said, you can reach out to your congressman, you can reach out to your senator, you can tell them that's shady. I don't like it. I want you to do something about it. If you live in the same area that we do. Your congressman is Derek Kilmer. Our senators are Maria Canwell and f- what's what's a uh, Susan? Or oh, yes. no, is it Susan Cantwell? Maria Cantwell. And and what's a uh, Patty oh, Murray? Patty Murray. There Sorry, I thought you. No, yeah. you're good. That's all I can think was Susan Collins, and I'm like, that's not it. Like yeah. I know that's not it. I don't live in Maine. No, so nor do I want to. It's cold up there. <laughs> right. Um, so let's see here. In 10 years, when climate change kills everybody, they're going to be the first ones to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, Haven't you ever seen Day After Tomorrow, people? Shit's going to happen overnight, I swear. <laughs> I think that that's all that I have as far as Robert Mueller. Do you have anything else that you want to add to that? Yeah, I did. And I think it's something that there's a reason we didn't hit it, probably. And it's he spoke at length on volume one of the special report or the report, whatever you want to call it, the Bob Mueller report, which was in the actual, you know, was targeted towards the, the meddling of by the Russian government into our elections. And that shit is getting completely drowned out by this obstruction talk when there is real shit that happened. And we've talked about it, hundred times, but yeah. you know, the entire intelligence community knows this is a thing. It's been happening. They've been trying to wave the red flag on this and say, hey, we need something to happen here because this is not going to stop. If you if you think this is going to stop in the 2020 election, you're you're lying to yourself. You are Because wrong. they have had zero fucking consequences over this, realistically. There's been some sanctions. There's been some, what was it, 13... Uh, not subpoenas, but indictments. Yeah, essentially to Russian agents, to people who are not going to be uh, extradited to America. So they're not going to be charged. They're not going to be charged yeah. in Russia. Um, and I think that it's important that we point out because there's a lot of people that are still under the impression that the Russian interference only went as far as like social media campaigns, right? Wrong. And that's not the case. There is. There is. Not just evidence, there is factual proof yep. that they hacked into voting machines in like three different states. And that's, we're not saying they did not change votes. They did not adjust the election. They hacked into the machines. They had access to the machines. They showed us we can fuck with your election if we want. We can do it. We have the ability. 
right? So in his own words, as alleged by the grand jury in an indictment, Russian intelligence officers who are part of the Russian military launched a concerted attack on our political system. The indictment alleges that they use sophisticated cyber techniques to hack into computers and networks used by the Clinton campaign. They stole private information and then released it, released that information through the fake online identity Identities, this is Goosefer 2.0, and through the organization WikiLeaks. The releases were designed and timed to interfere with our election and to damage a presidential candidate. The indictment, uh, allege, the indictments allege and the other activities in our report describe efforts to interfere in our political system. They need to be investigated and understood. And that is among the reasons why the Department of Justice established our office. That is also a reason we investigated efforts to obstruct the inv- in to obstruct the investigation. Listen to me, I sound like Robert Mueller trying to give his speech. The matters we investigated were of paramount importance. It was critical for us to obtain full and accurate information from every person we questioned. This, you know, that was kind of his tie-in to when he started to go into the volume two discussion. But you know. This this entire hacking attempt and the fact that it did happen, and we, at the end of the idea, we still don't understand. He puts that in there on purpose. We need It needed to be investigated and understood because we still, to this point, don't quite understand fully what happened. We know that it in, happened. Right. But, and we know some of the depth that it takes, but who we'll never actually know the full depth of what truly happened because of their meddling. I mean, you heard about the, you know, the warring, you know, the the rival protests happening across the street from each other in a place in Texas, right? That was set up through their social media campaigns, and I mean, it's just, and for people who haven't seen this coming, I mean, the fact that Russia meddles in our election just enough to get us all riled up and to 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 right. get that bipartisan divide split even further. Should be news to no one. And people are more upset that, I mean, not that it's not crazy that ads were paid for in rubles, right? Rubles. But that people are more upset about ads on Facebook than they are about the fact that Russian agents had access to our fucking voting machines. Like, that's what you should be focused on. And people aren't focusing on that because congressmen, because leadership, Democrats, anybody, they're talking about Mueller, right? And I've only heard one one congresswoman say that she was hearing from her constituents that this is what they cared about. And I thought, I think she's fucking lying. It was when Bill Barr was testifying. I don't remember what her name was. She was sitting right in the middle. She was a woman and she said, my constituents are telling me that they care about this, that this is not okay. I think you're fucking lying because every fucking pew poll that I've read, everything is saying that America doesn't give a fuck about this Mueller investigation. They don't give a shit. It's over, Because dude. there's bigger things going on. There are people who... They didn't have the tax code explained well enough to them, so they got fucked when they filed their taxes. And they're like, what happened? What happened is if you're going to get more money back, you have to adjust what's taken out every week or else you're going to get fucked when you file your taxes. If you think about it, you would know that. I didn't think about it. I lucked out, right? Didn't think about it until after I filed my taxes and I heard about everyone getting pissed off. And I was like, oh, my God. Of course. Of course that makes sense. Yeah. If you're getting more every week, you have to have more taken out. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't explained to you. They just said, no, simpler. It's going to be easier and you're going to have more money every week, you know? The, That's- the big point that should have caught everybody's attention was when the – oh, I can't remember the acronym of the the office. The, the, the fucking budget office. 
Oh, the Congressional they, Budget Office? Something like that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The CBO. Yeah. Where they put out a report on any bill saying, you know, okay, this is going to increase spending. This is going to decrease spending. This is spending neutral. When a tax proposal comes out that is essentially spending neutral, that means the money that the government is intaking does not change. But when you hear them talk about you're going to get reducing the the deductibles, right, and then you're going to get more in your check every year, you know, every every month, every right. week, whenever you're increasing you get a the standard deductions, yeah, like yeah. that kind of stuff. It all works itself out kind of in the wash. But at the end of the day, you may be bringing more home as long as you're not banking on things like those deductions that mm-hmm. no longer exist and. It takes some effort on your part. You can't just trust people when they say, yeah, we're going to lower taxes. Everybody gets a tax break. Right. They do if you pay attention and you know what to do about it. But if you don't, you could shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. But that just, again, it just goes to how complicated everything at the federal level is and and why you shouldn't be trying to solve all the world's fucking problems from that level. Well, I think that like my larger point, I think, was that it shows of a huge lack of correct focus on the people that we have in the capital you know that you you are you are choosing and electing leadership that their focus is on not to say that the obstruction is not a big deal i think that it is a big deal but that is going to happen whether or not we are talking about it because all this would have gone on robert Mueller would have finished this investigation the exact same way whether we didn't know anything about it at all it still would have happened the exact same way even if we weren't talking about it the same things still apply. Everything is still wrong. Everything is still fucked up. The people in the Capitol who care about it will still care about it. The yep. problem is that you are electing leadership who are not focusing you on the right things. They are not telling you, yes, this is a big deal, but let the lawyers handle that. Because what we need to focus on is the fact that someone got into your voting machines. Someone is accessing your election system. They are fucking with your government worse than your elected officials are. (laughs) Another fucking country is fucking with your election. You have to care about this. You have to. Like, this is a huge deal. That's a way bigger deal than Mueller, than Stormy Daniels, than any of this shit. Someone is fucking with the election of the greatest democratic republic the world has ever seen. That's your power is your vote and someone is fucking with it to fuck with you and you care about fucking Facebook ads. Take another two seconds. Make sure that you see where this is coming from and it's not some bullshit Russian website. Get your news from a good fucking source. Make sure that you're not posting an article that's from the fucking onion. (laughs) Do your job. Do your job as an informed citizen to look at what you're reading. Find out. Make sure the article you're posting isn't from 10 fucking years ago. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's relevant. You got this. You. This is. We are a new generation. We have to take this shit back. We have to do this or else it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your power as an American. You have to do this. If we do the same things that our predecessor generations did, the boomers, the Gen Xers, if we continue along the same path, we're going to continue to get more of the same. You will keep old white fuckers in – then I don't even – you know us. We're so anti the fucking white people, all the shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Any of the – not anti-white people, but like all of these – All the stereotypes, all the nonsense. We are like, anti-intersectional if politics. If that's what you're concerned about, then you have to change. You have to be different or else the government will not be different. And I hate to say it, but we have to be 
better yes. than they were. That's what it comes down to. We need to be better Growth. about our politics. We need to be better about the way we treat each other. and the, We need to be better about the way we talk to each other. Absolutely. We cannot let a, a foreign adversary, a political adversary at the very least, like Russia, let us turn against each other. We cannot, we cannot let them turn us against each other. And we've done nothing but play into their hands. And for somebody like me who is I've kind of always kept my eye on Russia. It's it's been on the writing's been on the wall for a very very long time. You watch Russia since the like fall I the of the fucking the Soviet Union. Yeah. Okay. It's it hasn't changed. the 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 Cold War the Cold War fight of the sixties and the seventies hasn't gone away. It's morphed and changed, and it's now on a grander scale than it's ever been before. Yeah. You know, China plays directly into this. You know, Russia, of course, you know, the the Ukraine, everything. You know, there's bigger geopolitical implications at play here than just whether or not Russia tried to get, quote unquote, Trump elected or tried to make sure Hillary Clinton did not elect it. That is, that's a small, small grain Such a tiny, of sand. Insignificant in the, portion of exactly. this. So that's where my focus is. It's on the grander scale and we're playing right into their hands and it's so transparent. I don't understand how everyone cannot see right through it. Yep. And it's kind of driving me crazy, especially on the political level. It's mm. just so blatant, so black and white, but everybody just buys right into this fucking partisan bullshit. Right. And it drives me insane. And I'm, you, you guys got this, you know, you just have to adjust who you're following, what websites you're going after. If you, if, if you lean more left, Go and follow a nut, like a Fox News page. Go and follow the Daily Wire, mm-hmm. right? Go and follow Ben Shapiro, right? Go and follow a conservative that is not going to fucking piss you off every time you read something, right? It's okay to be pissed off. You and should read some do, things. You need to find a place that can piss you off without lying to you. Yes. That's the big one because every other fucking BuzzFeed article you read is lying to your fucking face. And if it, every Vox, every other Vox article you read is lying to your face. Yeah. They may have slivers of truth in there, but the narrative as a whole is not genuine. And if it starts to feel like a lie, you should look up that information somewhere else. Just mm-hmm. take that, just copy it and just Google it, you know, that line and just Google it and look up an article from somewhere else and see what they're saying about that. And if they're going to use the same statistic, it's, it's probably pretty legit, you know? If it's varied, if it's different, you're like, well, let me see how this was used mm-hmm. in these two different ways. Like it's, yeah, it, it's important to double check what's going on. And that's going to, that will just mitigate this whole, all the rubles that were spent. This mitigates so that. many just, rubles. Just double check what you're reading, you know, just look into it again like this. And the rubles don't matter. You know, the dollars don't matter. The rubles don't matter. It's <laughs> so we need to make a shirt that say the rubles don't matter. The rubles don't that matter. That needs to be a shirt is the rubles don't matter. All right. I'll that, throw that one in. That's gold. I'm throwing it in there. I want a rubles don't matter shirt. Even if we don't sell it, I want a rubles don't matter shirt. That is fucking great. That's just become like a side project of mine, making random t-shirt designs. I've always wanted. It's really fun. Always wanted to do that. That's how it's the hats, you know. Just oh yeah, the hats. Yeah. So I like custom uh, clothing. Yeah, I say. Uh, so I think 
that about does it as far as Robert Mueller and just a general government discussion for the day. Yeah. Um, that was healthy. Yeah. So we can talk about – why don't we talk about China this week and then next week because the Mexico thing was resolved last night, right? As yes. far as the tariffs that were going to be implemented. All right. We can give a brief overview, right? Um, it was on the 30th of May that the president started tweeting and he said that 5% tariffs were going to be placed on Mexico, all Mexican imports, starting on the 10th of June and go up 5% uh, up every to, week. Yeah, every month every until month. October, okay. um, up to 25%. And so obviously immediate delegations, you know, and uh, went out and started talking to try and figure something out. And it was just last night, Friday, uh, that they announced that the tariffs would not be placed, right? Yes. So we don't know. I have not heard the specifics on it yet as of Saturday morning, right? I have not read an article about what the specifics of the decision I've, yeah. were. I've heard a couple um, things from various podcasts, but right. I like I myself. I like, know that Mexico is sending their National Guard to, not the whole thing, but part of it to their border with Guatemala. Mm-hmm. And I know there was some discussions on what's called like a... What they call it a possible third safe third country agreement, which would have Mexico like formally say that they're a safe country or America would designate it a safe country so that people would not be able to claim asylum in Mexico to come here because Mexico yeah. is safe and they can stay there. Yeah. Um, and like, why do you need to come all the way up here if right, you can right. claim it? If the end goal is to claim asylum in a country that is not your own, then to why escape not stay in Mexico? Political Political persecution, torture, or death. Forget the exact verbiage of it, but yeah. why why does that solely have to be done in America? Right. And I understand the question, and I also understand the people that talk about it as kind of a uh, a cop-out of just saying, well, we don't want to take any more asylum seekers, because there's probably truth to both arguments there. Yeah. But, well, know. and that kind of goes to a couple weeks ago. I remember I asked you, like, where does America's responsibility lie as far as people coming here? You know, as far as legal yeah. immigration, illegal immigration, as far as asylum seekers, you know, refugees, like, where does our responsibility stop? Where is the line at? You know, so we'll maybe we'll think about that hard this week and we'll come back to it next week when we have some more specifics on what the agreement is between Mexico and America. Sure. Um, yeah. And then we can talk about, you know, like I said, kind of immigration there in a little bit broader. There was a uh, guy terms. on Joe Rogan, I think. Yeah. June 5th. Naval Ravikant. <laughs> Naval Ravikant. And he's, he's like a, entrepreneur and a big techie guy he's a really successful you know millionaire and but he's also a guy that kind of looks towards the future a lot and has some things and he had he talked a little bit about you know alternative systems and new kind of ideas to kind of maybe help mitigate some of that kind of stuff and you know he threw in not threw an idea about like at essentially have american recruitment teams at u.s embassies abroad and you're out there you're trying to find the most brilliant people the most skilled people the people that the country truly truly wants and needs to really push our innovation through to the next generation and go out and be like hey you know what you should do man you here's a fucking green card you should come up to america you should move your family up there you should start a life up there and and you can really really come into your own and you can do better for yourself and your family and you and you'll be you you can become an american you can boost everybody around you and essentially yeah like i said just go out recruit people that's 
really interesting podcast. Highly yeah. recommend it because he talks about a lot of different systems going on right now. We're, so I'll listen to that this week. Yeah, um, and, then, and we'll talk about Mexico and American immigration next week. Anything I like it. That? Uh, so let's yeah, we're on kind go. of a, a time crunch here today. Yes. Uh, as I talked about in the pre-show and as I'm talking about now, I we were going to go shooting yesterday and the range by our house closes at 4. Um, so we have to go kind of early. So we are doing our early morning podcast this week so that I can be home by 1. I love drinking leaving beers by at 1. 930. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so that I can be leaving my house by 2 so I can get a good couple hours in on the range. Definitely. Um, got a, I ended up buying a Glock 20. I feel comfortable saying it's Gen 4. Know what I'm saying? It's it is fucking, a beautiful piece of machinery. Yes. Yeah. High I've, tech, too. I liked a lot. And I, to speak again to the safekeeping, right? That like when you were at my house yesterday, it was still in the fucking box. You know, oh, yeah. like it wasn't, I didn't carry it out with a loaded mag just because I have my fucking CPL. Like I don't, you know, I haven't shot it. Like I'm not going to, I'm not, lo- I'm know, not keeping that shit hot no, yet. I loaded a magazine last night and put it in there to feel how heavy it was with a loaded magazine because it's a, it's 15 plus one. So it's, it's a fucking big magazine in there. So I was in, I mean, it's it's a ten millimeter, so it's kind of heavy anyway. Yeah. Um, but I was interested on in how heavy it was with a full magazine. It's it's I I'm I just put a new hole in my belt, which is nice because that will be a nice fresh. Um, and the holster that I got that we the people one is really nice. It's I'll bring it next week. I'm excited. Um, I hear about it a lot. Yeah, but. It, they're really nice, especially for like so for twenty seven dollars, like for the code that I use and stuff. If for for a lifetime lifetime warranty, warranty beautiful fucking Kydex, and it was really easy to adjust. And Unbelievable, yeah, man! I tightened the clip up a little bit and then loosened the because it's the with the fucking holster itself was super tight when I first got it. Like, oh yeah, Jordan had a hard time even pulling the gun out of it, but um, <laughs> it was yeah, no, it was cool. So um, so we're gonna go and do some shooting today, uh, and Jordan got a. A Sky CPX one, um, and that's that's nice, nice. little subcompact. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, good for, for and that's. Um, yeah, me and you would have a hard time shooting those guns. Yeah, I'm excited to shoot it, um, but it's not, like you got to hold it with like three fingers. Yes, <laughs> yeah, um, and that's why I went with a full size gun because there's also like Glock makes a. I think it's a 29, which mm. is a short frame of the 20. Um, and so it has like a little bit. I feel like I've seen those. Before. Yeah, it has a little bit. It's like a. Cause I think the. Barrel on mine is 4.6 and the one on this is three and a half on the short frame is three and a half. And then there's like a 12 round mag instead of 15 or like 13, something like that. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's, it's some shit. It's going to be good, dude. Casey just, he went and applied for his CPL too. So he's going to go and look, I think at some pistols this weekend. Yeah. So I like it. Anyway, so that's what we're doing today. So here, let me start with my fucking OG China trade notes, right? So that's yeah, what we're going to move go. on to is <laughs> from like is six China months trade. Ago. Yep. This is. Excuse me. No, this is from June of last year. So, Jeez. last um, year. Let's see. On April 2nd, China imposed tariffs on 128 U.S. products. And it was just a few days later that the U.S. imposed $50 billion in tariffs on China, which, which matched the Chinese tariffs. Um, the week after that, China imposed $50 billion extra in tariffs on the United States. So that's 100 for China, 50 for the United States. And then on the 19th, of June 2018, the U.S. imposed an additional $200 billion in tariffs and says that it was willing to do $200 billion more if China responded in an unfavorable matter. Um, China at that point, I don't think, had any more money that it could, that it no. could put anything. And there's no tariffs left that it could do because we import way more shit from China than they do from us, right? Yeah. Um, and then it was on May... 
May 5th of this year, of 2019, the Trump administration announced that it was going to raise the tariffs on some Chinese goods from 10% to 25% because of alleged backpedaling in the negotiations by the Chinese. Right. And the Chinese obviously got fucking super upset about that. Highly. Um, and so let's see here. And last year, right, this is a point that I really wanted to make because I think this is really important. An implication, a national implication, local implication that people did not consider, right? Last year, the president had to pass, had to subsidize the farmers a shitload. A right? shitload. Because the Chinese import an immense amount of farm products from America as far as soybeans especially, but pork and all kinds of different agricultural products that they import from America, right? So the farm bill last year was an $867 billion farm bill, which was not a – it's not a stimulus package. It's just the farm bill in general yeah. that has to do with you know everything, right? And in there was $6 billion in subsidies uh, directly to the farmers, Right, because yeah, they're the ones bearing the brunt of a lot of this. Yes, they're losing an inordinate amount of money because of these tariffs. Because, and I have here the margins um, those people work with are pretty fucking ridiculous. Anyway, soybean exports to China are down ninety four percent. Yeah, since uh, since all of this started, and the exports from Minnesota to China specifically have gone down twenty five percent. The pork industry lost two billion dollars last year yep. um the dairy farmers only received 127 million dollars in aid but they lost a billion and a half dollars um so after the farm bill passed and like i said there were six billion dollars in subsidies that were given to the farmers in as far as straight cash they also had a bunch of their crops that were purchased um and then they also there was something else there was another article i read last night because there's a three three-tiered process that it's a depression era program a jimmy carter era program that the president is using and the last time jimmy carter used this we were storing millions of dollars of milk products and dairy products around the country in warehouses because we had them we had the dairy industry ramp up production and the government was just buying all of their shit yep that doesn't work when we do that here so no um like I said, after the $6 billion in subsidies, there was an additional six that were placed because it wasn't enough in 2018. Even that $12 billion was enough because now there's $15 billion being proposed that are going to be subsidized to the farmers in 2019. So that's really simple math, but $3 billion extra dollars, $3 billion with a B extra dollars that have to be paid to farmers. And it's not like you just get them. It ha- it's It's – you have to make uh, below a certain threshold of money. You have to have farmed your entire crop, which is really hard, especially as the climate changes more and more that yeah. it delays seasons. You know, by four or five weeks, people are having to wait to plant their seeds. Oh, yeah. And so it's, they're not able to sell their products for as much because no one wants them for as money more because the sat, the market has been saturated. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, because at the same time that we have our, our homegrown crops being sold, right? Yeah. We also have imports from majority countries like Mexico. Right. Who subsidize it's the reason you can go in the middle of winter and buy fucking strawberries and you can buy out of season produce because it's grown in another country that has a more optimal climate for that and then it is shipped into us and so if we can't start our grow period during the you know the peak seasons what we think of as peak seasons now and those seasons just kind of shift they're now being undercut by another country because they are not held by the same seasonal changes that we do all the way up north. I right. Mean, that's a huge distance 
and climate plays a major role in that. And it's important to note, especially as we creep closer and closer to the 2020 election, that we have a president that is running on representing middle America and farmers and, you know, rural Americans. And he is denying them money. He is actively keeping up with a tariff and trade war that no one agrees with, Mm -hmm. that he is pressing onto themselves that is costing America and the government money. Not only just Americans, individuals, right? There are people that are losing their farms. There's an immense increase in in foreclosures because people aren't making enough money. Like there's a reason they're having to subsidize farmers. Absolutely. Because unlike the fucking banking industry, or you can argue that maybe, um, or the automotive industry industry or something like that, but you cannot let your farmers fail. Americans will die. They will not have enough food and we will die. Well, what will happen is the price of all your groceries, if you go and spend and we'll die. for a family of four, you know, I don't know how much it costs for a family of four to buy groceries for a, a week. A shitload. Let's just say I have a baby arbitrary a number, $300 yeah. a week for groceries for a small family, right? That's a lot. What's going to happen if now all of a sudden you have to spend $600 for the same amount of shit? Right. I If I, I can tell you as... Someone who we live in a single income household with a baby and then my wife who stays home because it makes more physical sense for her to stay home with a baby than for her to have a job that just pays for her. Because unfortunately, I live on just the cusp of dollars that the government is like – like, no, 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 you, you make too much. Right. Okay, so slight tangent, right? And I don't want to bitch about my taxes because I – you know, there's a bunch of people who make less money than me. But I was looking at my fucking paycheck the other day. I'm li- I'm being fucked by the government. Literally a quarter of my money is being taken by the government every week. What the fuck? For what? For me to apply for government assistance and they're like, no, you make too much money. Fuck you, I make too much money. You're taking the shit. You're taking a quarter of it. A literal a quarter of my money is going to the government. When I was listening to that stupid fucking Seattle Smokers podcast, those dudes was like, oh, well, no, you get most of that money back at the end of the year. Fuck you, I get most of that money back at the end of the year. I get fucking like 5% of that shit back at the end of the year. Fuck you, I get most of it back. That's yeah. bullshit. Yeah, do the do the math on that, man. Take a monthly I, pay what stub. What the fuck? Add them all together in how Dude. much money you're having to pay out of your taxes. <laughs> It's right there on your pay stub. And I do the math, multiply that by 12, and you'll see roughly how much money in taxes you're paying every year. Right. Then take a look at that five, six hundred dollar tax refund yeah. you got. And I don't I don't make minimum wage, right? But I don't make an inordinate amount of money. Like I'm not fucking rolling in cash. Like that is not by any means the case, you know? So I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm fucking I don't have two fucking pennies to rub together. You know, like I'm doing okay, but what the fuck? Like, I'm just speaking in general because if I'm getting 25% taken out, you know, what the shit? Yep. Like, what the fuck is going on here? That And I even, after Dax was born, I even fucked with, like, with my deductions. So, to, like, maximize every week and I'm still getting a quarter of my shit taken. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yep. That's crazy. That well, is crazy, dog. Yeah, I cannot believe that. I'm sure that part of it is because I work overtime, you know, and I get fucked on overtime. But, dude, a quarter of my dollars... What the shit? Well, if it makes you feel better, right? As a business owner like myself, I have a whole oh. other set of tax rules that I have to to operate under. Taking and so more on than top a quarter of, of your no, shit. Yeah. So on, <laughs> on top of my Damn. my you know, whatever the company decides my paycheck is, because yeah. we work under an I I work under an hour hourly rate. Right. You know, you still get all your L and I, you get your Fed, you you get all your taxes taken out, right? 
Plus, we have the state paid family medical leave act. Before the national one happens, we have one in the state itself that's taking money. Yep. And so, on top of that, right, every dollar in profit that my company makes, I have to pay thirty percent of that back to the back to the Fed, and then thirty percent, and then split. I mean, it's not quite that high. But and then split it with four other people. Well, it's just, the remaining the way it happens is you get you get a check tax free. Yeah, based off of ownership and all this stuff, and then it's just up to you at the end of the year to be like, okay, well, you need to hold on to however much you need, and you know, some say it's about oh, because you'll have whatever. to pay it because you got to pay that. That's fucked. Thirty fucking percent. Yeah. That's crazy. And then you think about countries like Sweden or Norway, where it's like fifty right. to sixty percent, if not more, depending on where you're at or what you're doing. I mean, that's a shit ton of money, dude. That's your money that you do not get to keep because you. And that's make too how I'm much. like. And that's you know it gets weird, right? That's the weird it thing is, weird. is like I said, I'm sitting here with a fucking with a wife and a new baby, and like. If something were to happen and I were to be down on my luck, you know, if one of us got hurt or some shit like that and we had to pay a fuckload of medical bills and I actually needed food stamps, I couldn't get it. They wouldn't give it to me. And nope. that's fucked up. Like, that is fucked up. That You'd have even, to declare bankruptcy. That's and like, I don't do make that much money. Like, I know you know how much money I make. It's not that much. Like, it's mm-hmm. a good it's a good amount, especially for the job that I'm in. But I don't make that much fucking money. Like, mm-hmm. not enough that I should be denied fucking government assistance should I need it. Like, And this is considering the, fuck? the majority of your needs, like healthcare and things, are yes. factored into that. Yes. Now imagine if you got paid that, but didn't also get health care. We coverage. can't even get state insurance for decks. Like I don't like we didn't we didn't even because they're at you know slightly different thresholds. Like I can't even get state insurance for my fucking kid. Mm-mm. You got to pay for it or for my wife. Like nope. yeah, I got to pay for my kid and for my wife. And f- dude, to pay for both of them is absurd. It like. <laughs> You know, to yeah. have a kid is t- it's totally reasonable. It's a way better cost. But to have a kid and a wife in your insurance is f- dumb. Well, it's just you that have to. That is fucking crazy. Yeah. And that's what it costs to take care of someone else. Isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah. Mind you, there are things in the tax code for that. It's like, did you, you know, if you're married filing jointly, but you're only filing like one income. Right. That does help you out a, a decent and, amount. And this year, yeah. Whereas Carolina we, and I get fucked every right. year. Last year, yeah. The last couple of years, because Jordan has been working, that yeah. it was not great. But this <laughs> America year, is not a dink-friendly nation. <laughs> this year, it should be better, especially with the baby. But that's enough about Oh, yeah, because you guys missed the cuff. Yeah, you missed fucker. The cutoff. Dude, Fucking Dax. fucker. By 22 <laughs> days, fucker. So, but that's enough about, you know, how hard I, I get fucked by the government. Taxation um, is no So, bueno. let me ask you this. Is it the American workers' responsibility to hedge their bets against their industry or their company's job to – or is it the company's job to ease the workers' transition into into something in the event that their industry goes, right? Like if there's all kinds of talks about people having to be laid off mm-hmm. as a result of the tariffs in China. You know, there's aluminum and steel workers and farm workers that are going to be laid off because – their employers can't afford to keep them around, right? Mm-hmm. Is it the Americans' job to hedge their bets against that? They're like, well, you know, I know that the president's really tariff happy right now, so maybe I need to be setting more money aside just in case I lose my job. That's assuming or, you have the money to put aside. That's what I'm saying. Like, or yeah. is it, or it, does the responsibility lie somewhere else to ensure that if they are out of a job because of tariffs, 
you know, that they'll still be okay. Yeah. Because even if you go for unemployment, your unemployment is not the same amount of money you were getting paid every week. It is a no. fraction of how much you were getting paid every week. Mm-hmm. It's enough to like get by, you know, in some Supposedly. cases. So, yeah. so that's concerning to me that there are so many people that are at risk of losing their livelihood and then in turn possibly their homes, their apartments, their wherever, mm-hmm. you know, because Due to of- what? Government involvement in an industry. Yeah. Not – this is a textbook example of why the government should not fuck around with the free market. Because the minute you start to do that, you have an untold tens of thousands, if not millions of people now whose economics fate, economics, economical fate <laughs> is directly tied to whatever the fuck the government decides to do that day. Yeah. And if you get caught up in a, a fucking trigger happy tariff war, you will be paying the brunt of that price. And by subsidizing and increasing subsidies, you might be able to help get alleviation from that. But you still have to point to the government itself as the sole instigator of your fucking problem. Yeah. And that is a that is a scary place to live. Especially when you're talking about something like this, a trade war that is being actively advised against if you're talking about people in the economic sector, people in the legislative sector, in the judicial sector, everyone. Everyone is telling the president, you should not be doing this. This mm-hmm. is not what America should be doing. Mm-mm. And he's still continuing on because of that's – he, you know, he says he's – I do hard business. You know, like that's his deal. So he just conducts hard business and that's why apparently – I heard this and I wish I fucking wrote down somewhere I heard it from. It's like a Chinese tactic in business to to – kind of step back before the deal is made and then come back and be like, yeah, 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 no, let's do it, you mm-hmm. know? And so for whatever reason, whether it's the president didn't do research, he doesn't know, he hasn't done business with Chinese people before, you know, he doesn't know that that's the case. So when they start to step away, he says, fuck you, and increases the tariffs on all this shit, which just ramps up the trade war and makes everyone step back from the agreement that they were close to reaching because apparently that's how the Chinese do business, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know if I'd go that far though to me. Because I think when you – we'll talk about it probably next week. But when we when we really examine what went down with Mexico, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of pundits are saying that this is a strong political win for the president because his threat of tariffs solved the problem. I know. China. Oh. And so I think in Trump's mind, tariffs are nothing but a leveraging tool. Yeah. Right. And that's not the way they're supposed to be used because obviously there is a shit ton of fucking fallout. Right. right. These are tariffs directly. They have a causal, a direct causal relationship to how the, how the economy is doing. Mm-hmm. That is the, the easiest way to drastically change how the economy works. And he's going to fuck take, up all his good work if he keeps doing this. Exactly. You know? And because China is not Mexico, they no. will not back no, no. down because of some fucking tariff war. Cause yeah. guess who's stepping in? To help fill the fucking trade gap that's brewing with China. Guess who's... Which nation is stepping in? Russia is stepping in to provide a lot of the agricultural trade that now the U.S. is putting a fucking high price tag on. Yeah. There's... It only works in a case like Mexico because there's nowhere else to go. But in a place like China, you have the whole fucking world that you can go to to fill that trade gap. You don't need to trade with the United States anymore. And there are... It's a fucking veiled threat with no actual consequence. Right. And there are already... You know, the Chinese and the Russians already obviously have close ties together. And so the last thing that we need is them getting even closer as far as trade relations. Yeah. Last thing we need. Well, the whole time... 
China is systematically trying to economically take over the whole fucking world. If you haven't paid attention right. to this, we how haven't much, really talked about it before. How much money does China have invested in America as far as money in, in, in our money, right? In our A currency itself, ton. as far as shit that they've purchased here. The shit banking industry? Yeah. Massive. Hugely invested in by China. And that's yeah. why they were started writing articles about that years ago. You know, that if yep. the Chinese call in their debts, America is fucked. And that's very much the case, that the Chinese own a shitload of America, oh, yeah. financially speaking. Like, that is... I, I literally left a bank once because the bank that I was attached to when I first uh, started banking at, you know, like 16 or whenever it was. Yeah. You know, I walked away from that bank because a Chinese corporation had bought it out. And I was, n- I'm not okay with You were like, no, inve- fuck that. That's, that's called direct foreign investment. Yeah. It's not something that we should do because that gives another nation an epi- economical hold on some form of the economy. That's why a balanced budget is important. Because right? if you, oh I mean, God, yeah. we have the, you know, $3 trillion or whatever in national debt that's sitting there. I mean, that's, that shit happens because you don't. $3 trillion? Is that what it is? What, what the fuck is it's it? It's in the 20s. Jesus Christ. So. Is I'm going to pull that up to make yeah, sure. Yeah, what am I thinking? Why I wonder why I thought $3 trillion. Probably this um, year. That's we've probably, added. That's, yeah, we've yeah, added that's, to the national right. debt through the tax right, cuts. Right, right, right. That's, I'm sure, what it is. National um, debt clock. This so, is a fucking, if you want to really. To watch it rack get up. Really, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, get really big to then turn that on. You're going to lose your fucking right, mind. Right, right. So at this point in time, the U.S. national debt is twenty-two point three ish trillion dollars, right. and you hit that point because you run off so much spending against you know earning for so long that you fucking rack up, and you have industries that you allow to fuck Americans and to do things like that that you end up having to bail out. You know, as far as the the real estate, the fucking auto industry, the banking industry, all these people that you, you had to fucking buy out that you had to to bail out mm-hmm. because they fucked America Americans and then fucked America you know what I'm saying in exchange don't want this you're making yeah. you're gonna make yourself cry I was trying so, to find like the GDP versus because yeah. it's it's not it's not there right. but and that's yeah, why we, there's there's such an so easy weird. argument to be made not for slashing but for cutting at least the increases in the defense budget you know there's increases every year in the defense budget and you know, even if you're not talking about cutting it let's stop adding more to it let's let's just keep keep it where it's at just stop it's spending let's just hang more, out there for like right? five ten years stay here right like even I, that seems like it's a pretty easy middle ground to sit on even if mm-hmm. cutting 10 percent is a pretty easy discussion to have i think but to to convince everyone across the board like let's just talk let's just stop increasing it for a while like let's just that might be good. chill you know let's not cut <laughs> let's just sit here like we're doing fine you know we'll keep instead of investing in new technologies or not even new technology but more technologies you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying Keep giving people raises, you know, don't make quite as much shit. Or and make just the whole fucking government money. contract like, process a fair and transparent process. Yeah. And not get the fucking, the stereotypical $5,000 hammer and the $10,000 toilet seat, which from a guy who had a lengthy military background is a very, very true situation. It happens a lot. Right. People gouge the U.S. government because they know they Because they know they'll pay it. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. But, I mean, so what else is – I got another little anecdotal thing that's going on with China too. Yeah, because I think that's just, that's where we're at as far as uh, trade policy with China. That's the last thing that's mm-hmm. that's taken into account. You know, and, and like I said, I wanted to point out the 
the implications on the agricultural industry because I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about. You know, that this money that's having to be spent extra to subsidize the agricultural industry is directly tied to the trade war and the tariffs that are going on with China and maybe with Mexico, you know? So, well, and I only pointed out to Mexico that I think this is like Trump's tariff idea the way he sees right. tariffs is that i just mean if they're implemented chip. then it will yeah. it will just it will just negatively affect it even more that's the only reason i say that so um the that's where we're at road initiative i think with, that's what i'm thinking about for the we're at with china so we can move on to a little grab bag if you want i have a really good one i want to ask you about we can go first okay i got a great grab bag talk that ties the china see it grab bag so that's not it there we go where's my huawei huawei Ooh. so i think it was this week no this was back 2018, July 31st, 2018. But Huawei, yeah. the Chinese phone manufacturer, yeah. has replaced Apple as the world's number two smartphone vendor. And you can buy them in America now, right? I think it's still illegal. Or you can't buy them yet. or Because yeah. I know that something was said that like you, they're going to be able to start selling them here or something. Like I know. Yeah, I'm not totally sure to be honest. But that oh. you start thinking about that, right? Mm-hmm. The number two cell phones chinese technology company while. yeah it's a chinese tech company and knowing what we know about their their technological espionage their corporate espionage and how they've gotten to where they are now which means stealing shit from corporations stealing yes. shit from companies because and so not to interrupt you but just to be clear good. that china is like the number one purveyor of corporate espionage when people go and start businesses there they make them show them their patents and stuff the chinese make copies of it and change it tweak it and start making their own shit of the exact same thing like that yeah. happens all the time that's not a lie that's not a that's not anything that's uh, other than a fact that happens all the time and unfortunately this is how they've built their new nation we yes i think it's really important to remember when we're talking about china now in the contemporary modern world, China as a nation has really only existed in this form since like the mid to late 1980s. Right. This is not the 5,000-year-old Chinese dynasty that's been around forever. This is dynasty. a new country. This is a new thing. Dynasty? Did I say dynasty? Yeah. I think <laughs> no, I think it works just fine. I just think God. that it's interesting the different ways that people pronounce shit. Yeah, right. Know? Like advertisement and advertisement. I had a I had a honors biology teacher who was from the UK, his name was Dr. Fowler. Um and he's aluminium. Aluminium you know, bananas and shit like Spells that. Spells color with a U. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty cool. He had a jackalope mounted on his wall you know a, a jackalope a rabbit, that's healthy a rabbit with horns yep. you know yeah it's a real thing people i swear <laughs> <laughs> that's it i when i was like 15 16 at the time and i was yeah. like i didn't think that this existed like i had to this? i had to look it up i was like i don't understand like i didn't think this was real i mean yeah it's not it's, <laughs> it's not it's, it's not um but it was funny to see it it in certainly a, was in a biology classroom. I think it, he liked that a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. That's so funny. Yeah, there was one other little point I wanted to make yes. earlier with China, and that's that. Tell me. Um, after the recent kind of bad mouthing from Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, Dude. Um, Beijing advised its Beijing, Beijing has in has advised its citizens to not visit or study in the United States anymore. Yep, because and so this is growing right into something weird. And that's because as we talked about the Chinese don't have any more tariffs to place on America. They mm-hmm. they're, they're like tapped out. But the one thing they can do is they can affect the tourism industry. There is a 
fuckload of people that come here from China to visit, to go to school here, to do all that shit. And if they start telling people not to go, that just, we're going to lose a bunch of money in tourism. And that's, mm-hmm. tourism is free money, man. That's coming from other places. That's just coming to America yeah. and stimulating the economy and making people happy. That's, so that, that's bad. That's a bad look on, on America. That's going to be, that's going to put people out of business. You know, I got to imagine it. I don't, could, yeah. I don't know what the, I mean, fucking Seattle. There's a shitload of Chinese people in Seattle. Yeah. Seattle, um, California. But I got to imagine there's going to be a lot of small companies like the fucking, the, the people who, you know, uh, bike people around in Seattle. What are those? Oh, yeah. The, the little, little rickshaw things? bikes. Yeah. Like the, I got to imagine some of those dudes are going to go out of business. If, you know, half of their, Half their people's job going away, you know, half their customers. Yeah, it depends or, on what the demographic is, but right. I would certainly I know, not imagine. to be racist, but you know, I know that there's a shitload of Chinese tourism in Seattle. Um, yep. and I gotta imagine if they stop going there, there's gonna be a lot of small businesses that lose a bunch of money because of that. Gotta be. Then that's no good. Real shit. But yeah, that Huawei thing. Huawei. Huawei. And and just again, that this was something the guy talked about on that podcast with Rogan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, it's his perspective on China kind of terrified me a grim. little bit. You know, it was it was a grim situation because there's so many undetermined factors of what's going on. The fact yeah. that they're they're now spreading out their web and doing massive infrastructure projects all around, you know, the continental Europe. Right. And trying to invest in America too. Yeah. yeah. And it's I mean, you whoever controls the the world economy. Yeah here in the future controls the fucking they have all the power yeah you know you turn one you have the power to turn a a one into a zero you have the power to overthrow countries like like that overnight game over watch rick and morty there's a great episode about that it's it's hilarious i think that it's i think it's interesting to see just in the in the name of grab bag and then i have a really Mm -hmm. great topic i want to ask you about um i think it's interesting to see the different countries for this particular example that people are focused on you know mm-hmm. like you're focused on russia the way that i'm focused on the saudis you know like yeah. that's we both yeah. see those as like this is is america's concern like this is where we that, should be that, out you know that military thing so yesterday yeah. jordan's grandma jordan's grandma is the sweetest fucking lady she'll send me articles that she finds that she is like i need to know if this is real right yeah. so so Which you could feel free to do anytime. To us, anytime. We will read it. We'll look it up. We will do some double checking for you and tell you whether or not it's legit. So she sent me an article last night about Trump and his administration just jamming through this fucking weapons deal to the Saudis. Didn't show it to Congress. They're like, no, fuck that. We're just doing it, you know? So she sent me, she's like, is this true? And I said, yes. And I read it and I said, absolutely. I said, this is absolutely the truth that regardless of the Saudi continuing to increasingly kill civilians in Yemen, mm-hmm. regardless of their continual involvement in terrorism, regardless of them fucking killing dissidents, you know, the Trump administration for some reason is still really focused on trying to conduct good business with the Saudis. Mm-hmm. It's not something I understand. I don't agree with it. I think it's fucking horrible. For some reason, they're still doing it. I you don't know? agree with it, but I, I think I understand it. <clears throat> I, I understand the- from a fiscal sense, yeah. but I don't think that that should especially when this motherfucker's walking around talking about how we're making so much oil you know and we're doing all this shit then what the fuck do we need the saudis for i have a so, grab bag topic that talks about that yeah so um the one i wanted to ask you about was there is a democratic presidential candidate one of i believe 24 right now named <sighs> eric swalwell yes right 
He wrote an article in USA Today, which I read, which is a pile of shit. I'm sorry to hear that. In my personal opinion. Um, And it has to do with a buyback of guns in America. Good luck. Eric Swalwell thinks there should be a forced buyback of all military-style assault rifles in America, per Mm. his words, right? Um, And he says that he thinks that... We should pay everyone $1,000 per weapon and that anybody who doesn't turn their guns in should face criminal charges. Really? And I wanted to know how you felt about that because we talked about a gun buyback a couple weeks ago just as like a topic of like, do you think this is possible? You did not have the best outlooks on it. We had someone comment afterwards after the pre-show. It was a local person who was talking about the bump stock buyback, the forced bump stock mm-hmm. buyback, right? Because what's what's called what it is, it was a forced buyback. You're not allowed to have them anymore. You had to turn them in or destroy them, right? Mm-hmm. Might as well turn them in because at least you're getting paid for it. So this person said, of course, people want a gun buyback. Look at the bump stock ban. But I didn't say anything because it was after it was, you know, the pre-show, whatever. But it's mm-hmm. important to know that that's... That's not people. I mean, some people did. Yes, they want to turn in because they're like, listen, I just had it to fuck around and I don't need it if this is how it's going to be. You know, it's not that big of a deal to me. There are some people highly upset that their guns are being regulated, right? Because there's some people who don't think there should be any regulations at all, but that's a discussion for another day, right? (laughs) So I don't know that I would characterize it as people want a gun buyback because they were willing to turn in their bump stocks. Because I'm sure that there's at least one person in Washington State and across the country who did not turn in or destroy their bump stock. Yeah. I am sure of it. There's 100%. certainly still people who still take it out. They still go into the woods because I'm sure you can't take it to a range now. You know, you can take it in the woods. You can take it in your backyard if you have fucking five acres in Washington. Yeah. Or just keep it on your, your home defense you know rig. You exactly. Know I mean? You know what I'm saying? There are still people who have them. So I don't know that I would characterize that as people wanting a gun buyback or even really be willing to do it just because in this particular instance, it happened. This you is, know? In this particular instance – this is comparing apples and oranges here. Right. You know, so, it is very different to essentially, we'll just call it what it is, a part buyback. Yes. Know, there, this one individual part, which is not necessary for the function, for the proper functionality of any weapon, now is illegal. That is completely different than an actual firearms buyback program. Yes. Totally So different. this was posted on May third of 2018 and it is entitled ban assault weapons buy them back go after resistors eric swalwell um so in other words hey i have an idea for a new civil war in our country let me write about it yes and he talks about how much more deadly um an assault rifle is and i'm i am using those terms not i don't want to upset any of the new listeners or anything we're using those terms because that's what he's saying here we've talked about and i i will i'll write that down here to link back to some of our gun debates um link to guns sorry i don't want to forget um we've talked before that we both agree that a Assault rifle is not a term that really should be used because it can't be defined in a way that anybody can agree upon no. in like a reasonable discussion way, right? So I'm only using that term because this is what he's using here. So, and that's, so for anybody who likes guns, who's into the community, who's into the lifestyle, who's into anything, right? You will understand <clears throat> why that's not a legitimate term, right? For people who do not know about guns or anything like that, 
or if you're just new or whatever, because I'm still learning about guns, even purchasing guns. I'm still learning about them. You know, I know when I first bought ammo for my 357, I found out that I could also put 38s in it. I did not know that. You know, I went there. I was like, hey, let me get some ammo for this. And the guy said, much like all avenues of life, the learning never stops. Yes. And so the guy at the said, yeah, well, you can also, you know, if you don't want it to hit quite as hard, you can put some 38s in there. It'll be a little bit smaller if your wife's going to shoot it or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so anyway, so. Assault rifle is not a term that is like really a technical term. You know what I'm saying? Like it's never been it's, legally it, defined it's, before. It's not, right? So there's, Sometimes on the state level. So that's why there's people talking about military-style rifles and blah, blah, blah. And there's – I heard something a couple weeks ago, someone talking about – and we talked about this a long time ago, the AR-15 not being a military-style rifle, mm-hmm. you know? And – I can see it be argued either way because the first time we talked about it, you know, we discussed that it was originally designed as the AR-10, I believe, for the military. And then when they didn't want it, it wasn't right. They flipped it over. Mm-hmm. They changed it slightly to the AR-15 and now it's sold to the public, right? Yeah. I feel like that's an argument that can be made. It's a military-style rifle. It was originally designed for the military and they didn't want it. So they flipped it because they found the M4 or the M16, whatever the fuck the it M4. is. And the, yeah. And so they went with that instead, mm-hmm. right? I don't nice think – right. I would not say that's a legitimate – or not – I would not say that's an argument to ban it because it's a military-style yeah. rifle. But I would say that to say it's not a military-style rifle is not honest to the origins of the gun itself. Yeah. Right? That's, and that's, a, that's like a, a vernacular issue, you know? Yeah. And that's like the problem I which have. Is, so, which is part of the problem around the, the general right, gun debate right. as we've – demonstrated multiple times right so it's like abortion not everybody has the same exact definition of what we're talking about so um this is a quote from that trauma surgeon the coroners will tell you the high velocity bullet fired from a military style semi-automatic assault weapon moves almost three times as fast as a nine millimeter handgun bullet delivering far more energy the bullet creates cavities through the victim wrecking a wider swath of tissue organs and blood vessels and a low recoil weapon with a higher capacity magazine means more of these deadlier bullets can be fired accurately and quickly without reloading um and i don't you're literally just defining an, a semi-automatic <laughs> rifle compared to right. a pistol. It, I mean, certainly a, a gun with a larger caliber has the has the capability to do more damage. Mm-hmm. Has the capability to likely to do more damage than a gun of a smaller caliber. There, and that's not even a total truism. Right, it's a generality. It, yeah, yeah, because they all operate in different methods right. to inflict certain amounts of damage in particular ways. Right. And of course, you cannot compare how a a pistol performs when you're comparing it to a, a semi-automatic rifle because no. the two are not built to do the same thing for right. one. And the interesting thing that he doesn't address is that and you know whatever people argue it's semantics, you know, I mean the vast majority of shootings happen with handguns, happen with pistols and mm-hmm. with revolvers and not with semi-automatic rifles or rifles at all. You know, the vast majority of shootings are done. Virginia Tech was all done with handguns. Like, and that's, there was a chart I saw on the BBC has an article. It's called America's Gun Culture in 10 Charts. And so one of them shows opinions, like lines of different opinions around different mass shootings. And one of them um, was Virginia Tech. And at that time, like, it became really contentious. Let me see if I can find this because it was a good little chart, I thought. Here it is. So this blue one is protecting gun rights and the top one is control gun ownership. Mm-hmm. So Virginia Tech, bunch of people 
like the protecting gun rights went down and controlling gun ownership slightly went up, you know? Yep. And I think that's because of the time they were like, oh my God, a fuckload of people just got killed with fucking handguns. Like that's, that's fucking crazy, you know? And then after that, you've Sandy Hook, Orlando, these things are being done with more assault style weapons and they start to fall more back towards each other, you know? Yep. Um, and a lot that's of people. That's a really don't. interesting chart. Isn't that super fucking interesting? Yeah. Yeah. I like I, that. I thought that was great. Um, <laughs> and they also showed, which I didn't, I mean, I'm sure is true, but I didn't totally agree with, was that this is the guy who did the shooting in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. right? That most of his assault rifles, they said, were around $1,500. I mean, some of his handguns were $200, which... Jordan's was like two fifty or so. Yeah, I was like buying a two hundred dollar handgun, and that's I was like that. I even was like that doesn't seem like very much, you know. Like that doesn't seem that's a great fucking deal, right? I need to go find one, right? So the one that the one that we got is like an older model, you know. The newer one is the CPX two, so we got the CPX one, so it's already a little bit cheaper, and then we had like a discount on it. So, but. I don't. I wouldn't want to have a gun that was only worth two hundred dollars. No, it only cost me two hundred dollars. That's not for what that tool is comfortable. Yeah, you're you know not. That's saying? buying the Walmart brand of guns. At and that point. we got good. Like, I, there's really good reviews on the CPX one, like yeah. from USCCA and all kinds of stuff that they watched. USCCA. A video, I watched a video from USCCA where they fired 600 rounds through a CPX one without cleaning, without anything. Wow. And the the last like 30, you know, was just all just one right after another. And he said, "I'm stopping because the gun is hot." He said, "It's still firing just fine. 600 rounds, no cleaning, no nothing." was still accurate, was still fucking consistent. And I was like, she can carry that. Like, yep. that sounds great to me that she, she can carry that, you know? So it's, she's going to carry it probably far less often than I'll carry mine. And that's, <clears throat> it's also much smaller than mine is. But yeah, um, yeah he's got to have a small fucking cheap gun, you know, if it's yeah, only a box. Like, yeah, so that's, but that's a, that's a side issue. But, um, that seems rather anecdotal to be so honest. So I think that this is going to cause him some serious fucking problems if he is going to run on, <laughs> on this idea of a forced buyback with criminal implications for anybody who doesn't. Comply. For a guy that's that just made one percent in the polls, um, I'm gonna go ahead and say that we don't have to worry about whatever the fuck he's saying. Yeah, unless of course <laughs> something happens where it does gain popularity, and then the populace picks up on it, and then the other Democratic candidates start parroting it, like we've seen with like the reparations talk. Inst- Elizabeth Warren introduces it, and then boom, they're all right. talking about it. Here's another quote. Instead, um, well, here I'll go. Up a little more. Reinstating the federal assault weapons ban that was in effect from 94 to 2004 would prohibit manufacture and sales, but it would not affect weapons already possessed. This would leave millions of assault weapons in our communities for decades to come. Instead, we should ban possession of military-style semi-automatic assault weapons. We should buy back such weapons from all who choose to abide by the law, and we should criminally prosecute any who choose to defy it by keeping their weapons. The ban would not apply to law enforcement agencies or shooting clubs. So you can still... Go and shoot them at a range. You just can't mm-hmm. own it yourself. There's you, something new and different, which I have always felt about fully automatic weapons. You know, like I think you should go and shoot and have a good fucking time. You should have all kinds of weird shit that you should go and, that you can go and pay to shoot as long as there's someone there making sure you're doing it safe and it's all correct and you're not fucking anything up. Yep. I think that's totally fine. If you want to shoot a fucking bazooka, 
pay a guy 200 bucks, go shoot a bazooka. I think that's just fine. Oh, you know? my God. I don't have any problem with that at all. If that you have $2,000, so cool. you want to step in a tank and fire off a fucking shot. Oh. I think you should be able I think you should be able to do that. I, I got think like that's, half a chub going now. I just think that's about that. totally fine. I have never had a problem with that. I'm highly upset that that's not like a national thing where you could go to this shooting park you pay for it. You sit through a class. You do all the safe. Just like when you go skydiving or something, you know, you got to do go through the orientation and then under controlled settings. Yes. Go out and shoot a fucking a, a minigun or blow up yep. a fucking mock tank, man. That would hire, be so awesome. Hire a bunch of dudes who were in a tank battalion in the military yeah. and have them run, you know, or work at this company. So they sit in a tank with someone and they set them all up and they're like, word, line it up, pull this trigger and blast that fucker. You know. Like, that's awesome. That would be so cool. But now that I'm thinking about this whole thing now for a minute, I'm going, the margin, the margins for profit on that would be so, <laughs> so astronomical. You'd have gotta, to pay like 10 grand right. to go shoot it's, a sniper yeah, rifle yeah. one it's time. Be, right. It's going to be a lot of money. Yeah. But it, but for people who are really into it and have hella money. Yeah. You, I think you should be able to do that. I don't know. never America. had, even when I was not personally in favor of guns, I never had a problem with that. I'm like, that's, that's your own shit. I don't think you need it, but that's on you, not on me, you know? New life goal. <clears throat> Find a place where I can pay 10 grand to shoot a, a fucking fake tank with a bazooka. I, I think that that's more than reasonable. So my point, <laughs> my point in bringing this up was, like I said, I think that this is going to be a big fucking problem. Um, when when if he's gonna run on this if he's gonna if he's gonna run on a f- nationwide assault weapons ban dude that's that's a shame because he's a good me. looking politician right there he's got he's got all he marks all the little boxes for looks being like, you know looks like the guy from dexter kinda michael c Hall. yeah yeah i was gonna say he looks like somebody right because like i said even i know uh, we've talked about before first of all you're gonna have to define Assault weapons. You're going to have to define that legally yep. so as to just apply this law. Because if you it's just do what right you're now. doing here and you don't, you know, and you just write a law up exactly as, as America sits now, you're going to have a whole half of this community that's like, this doesn't even apply to what you talked about because yeah. this is this and this and this, not this and this and this, you know? Yep. And this guy obviously doesn't know dick, not, not obviously, but he probably doesn't know dick about guns, you know? Doesn't sound like and it. So he, he's not going to be able to argue with somebody who's telling him that he's wrong, you know? So, you you know, know maybe I'm wrong. He might be an ex military member. Maybe he knows way more about guns than I do, but. And, and I say this with It seems all... like he wouldn't be using these terms if he did. Yeah, right. And I see this, I say this with all true sincerity good luck eric swalwell word you're a very very small fish in a big <clears throat> pond right now <laughs> yes so, but he's know. hit one percent and that's you know more that's, than we can say for something. tulsi gabbard or anything like that Ugh. so ooh, you know. we can also talk about this the parkland shooting right okay. when that happened um yes. last year two years ago parkland there, shooting? yeah in last year stoneman douglas marjorie stoneman douglas Shit. Um, lost all track of time there was a cop Yes. Who, during the active shooting, stayed outside um, and did not attempt to intervene uh, nope. with the active shooter. And then when other police got there, he told them to stay outside. This week, he was charged with neglect of a child and culpable negligence and also perjury uh, as a result of his actions, right? And he caught all kinds of shit when it first happened for not doing his job. And when I read this, I was like, good. You know, good, because yep. I feel like this, whatever quality it is inside of him, you know, even if it's just inability to overcome fear, right? 
That is the shit that is leading to not only things like this, but to so many people, especially young black Americans, being shot in this country every day. It's yes. people who should not be in that job being in that job. Yeah. It's Obviously, a hard fucking job. Super and it's hard. harder today than it hard. ever has been before. Obviously, this guy should not have been a police officer because he again, I'm not I'm not shitting on him for not having those qualities, right? Because if you don't, you don't. There's and a you don't count, know it until you're in it. There's a certain you know, like a, I don't know, like a threshold or whatever you want to call it. You know, there's like a level of whatever you have to have that you can handle this job. Yep. That's, that's okay that you don't have that, but you shouldn't be in this position if that's the case. Mm-hmm. You know, there should be someone else who does have that, who does meet that threshold that should be in that position because yep. 17 kids or whatever lost their fucking lives because you sat outside and didn't do shit. That's you know, right. you deserve to be in prison. And that's unfortunate that maybe at the time you didn't know, you know, but you, you caused the the loss of life of fucking teenagers because you didn't do your job as a school resource officer, as a policeman. You know, yep. like that's and that and that that's the say so that's the hard thing about trying to to look at the situation <clears throat> around law enforcement right now because, like I said earlier, it, it's harder today than it ever has been to be a yes. police officer. There are so many different factors into going. Undoubtedly, I can't imagine what it would be like. But I know for a fact that if, you know, the job 50 years ago might have required this type of individual. And now the job in 2019 requires a different type of individual. It's very possible that that has happened and you're caught up in something that you've been doing your whole life. And now all of a sudden you can't, you cannot meet, Those rise standards. to meet the standards, right? Right. Even if you don't know that that standard exists, you, much like the military, you go in and you take an oath. Like these are, you are, there's a reason. To serve and protect. Yes. There's a reason that desertion and going AWOL and stuff is a crime you will go to jail for. Right. Because you have sworn to do a duty. You are now a public servant. Mm -hmm. Law enforcement is a public service, just like military services. You have to be willing to step up and do what is necessary to meet your duty. And if you don't, there are consequences. And it's comparable, but not, not the exact same thing. Cause not I don't want to, yeah. no, 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 no. The example I'm going to give is, is, um, like if you're an EMT and you choose not to save someone's life, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's be, you know, that you're fucking black and that guy's a racist or whatever the fuck it is, you know, that's a, like I said, that's those two things are not exactly the same, but they're similar situations that you have a job to do. It is your duty as an EMT, as a police officer to save that person's life. Mm-hmm. If you don't do that, you will be held responsible for that if you're negligent. And he was found negligent in this case. Yep. And it, it totally makes sense. That's kind of. I mean, you could feel for the guy at the same time. Yes. But at the end of the day, you have to understand that's kind of the way it it has to be. Otherwise, what the hell are we doing? Why is he there? Why are we paying him to do this job if he literally mentally cannot be capable of handling the job? Yeah. You know, consequences of that are what they are at this point. And maybe we should look at that. But as of right now, that's the way it is. Yeah. And And it totally makes sense in my mind. I feel for the guy, but, you know. Shouldn't have been doing that job. Mm-mm. Unfortunately, there's there's only one way to look at it in my mind. All right. But. So what do you what do you got there? Let's hit that one last one. We'll hit sports and we'll get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I want you. I want to get your reaction onto President Trump talking about oh, something. Good God. So I hope you can hear this. Looking for some kind of conflict 
in Iran. And well, I'm the one that talks about these wars that are 19 years and people are just there. And don't kid yourself, you do have a military industrial complex. They do like war. You know, in Syria with the caliphate. So I wipe out 100% of the caliphate. That doesn't mean you're not going to have these crazy people going around blowing up stores and blowing up things. These are seriously ill people. I don't want to say, oh, they're wiped out, you know, ISIS. But I wiped out 100% of the caliphate. I say, I want to bring our troops back home. The place went crazy. They want to keep, they, you have people here in Washington. They never want to leave. I say, you know what I'll do? I'll leave a couple of hundred soldiers behind. But if it was up to them, they'd bring thousands of soldiers in. Someday people will explain it. Well, this but, is an but example. You do have you do have a group, and they call it the military industrial complex. They never want to leave. They always want to fight. No, I don't want to fight. But that's that's dope. So, is that crazy to hear I, so him I say that? So I think that's super interesting, right? Because I remember when we talked about troop withdrawal from Syria, right? The, it, yeah. It's good idea, but not a total withdrawal because we talked about the three generations. You, you unfortunately have to keep some people there to make sure there isn't an insurgence and a rebellion, or a, not a rebellion, a, a, yeah, a, a, yeah, that, a rise, you right, know, a that, re-rise of that something That grows there because of things that happen as a result of American influence there, right? Yeah. That's, that's why a small force needs to be maintained in those areas. But I am wholly in favor of a bunch of people coming home. Get them the fuck out of there. But yep. keep the people there that need to be there to maintain shit. You know, three generations, let time go by. If nothing happened, then bring them the fuck home. Clear it out. You know, let do whatever with the military base and clear it the fuck mm-hmm. out. But I don't know that we've had really a situation where three generations have gone by and nothing has happened in the country that we've been in. Yeah. Which, you know, you can take it however you want, but that's, <laughs> that's how it's been. So yep. I, think I think that is wildly interesting it's really interesting especially when you think about what um jordan's grandma asked yes and we're talking about the the arms deals and things and so to hear president trump call essentially call out the military industrial complex Mm -hmm. on this was courtesy of an interview through fox news I love I love him on Fox News. That's right? when he just says like he's bad all the time. He's but comfortable, he's extra bad on Fox News. Exactly, he's comfortable. And so to to have this situation with like the massive weapons deal with the Saudis, right? Is literally is literally funneling money to that same military industrial complex that now you're trying to call out because they don't want to leave a place. But I will say this. I'm actually happy that he would have called out the military-industrial complex in some form like that. It, I was yeah. very brought aback <sighs> by that. and just Because nobody really talks about that right? You know, since Eisenhower. Eisenhower made his speech about it. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, dude, I got to tell Don about this. That's crazy. I like that. I like, I like that a lot. lot. It's good stuff, man. All right, so you ready to move on to sports? Sports. Words. So the last couple episodes, I have been a negligent sports host and literally not talked about the NBA playoffs at all. Uh, maybe I did like three weeks ago, but all through like the playoffs, like the last round of the playoffs, I didn't say shit. So mm. are we down to the finals? Now? Yeah, we're in the okay. finals. We're down to the Warriors and the Raptors, and the Raptors are actually up 3-1. Oh. Warriors. So Warriors took it last year, if I remember right. The last, yes. They've been like strong I think two for a years long in time. a row, and then LeBron had it, and then they won the year before that. Okay. Um, so Toronto closes out on Monday, the day this drops, 6 p.m. You might be listening to this when the playoffs are happening, when the finals are happening. Then they beat Golden State and they take the fucking finals home. 
Which is just... That would be insane. Just fucking insane. Yeah. And I know I'm not huge into basketball, but I think it's important to know. You know, I started to watch it last year and don't have as much time this year. Next year when Dax is doing more shit, it'd probably be a little bit easier. But um, uh, yeah, where are we at in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Are yeah, we, Stanley are we, Cup, it's uh, 2-3 right now. Bruins are down 2-3 against St. Louis Blues, man. That's crazy. That is interesting. I watched... See, I don't really watch... Hockey. I like hockey though when I but, do watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I got enjoy. to watch a little bit of it when I was on vacation last week. And I was like, oh shit, Stanley Cup's going on. Yeah. Of course the fucking Bruins are there. But I was like, yeah. what the hell is St. Louis doing there? That's awesome. Um, we can hit on a little bit of Mariners news real quick. So remember the Mariners started 13 and 2, right? Yeah. This fantastic fucking start. So, right and I now, said, what did I say? <laughs> you did. You did. You called it out then. We do it every um, year. Don't get excited, people. Right now, they're sitting at a cool 27 and 40. Um, so, <laughs> so they what have gone, they have gone 14 and 38 since their 13 and 2 start. Congratulations, <laughs> Mariners. You guys are doing big things. And they've had like two, uh, six lost streaks and it's, it's bad. Did yeah. I see something the other day where an article came across talking about another kind of restructuring of the Mariners? Um, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know about might that. Be hashtag um, fake news. But yeah, I'm, it depends. I, I can certainly look into it and try and get back to you on it. Um, yeah. So the, the Mariners are not looking too hot, but as you said, that's, we expect That's good though. That. Cause that means the um, tickets will be real cheap. Yeah. That's fine. I like to do that. Cause I like to go to baseball games regardless of how invested I am. Cause it, it is really fun, man. It's, if it's a really nice day out, you're in the stadium. It's just fucking awesome. I like to go do that. It's and I really like to go see Mariners games because generally they're like you get decent sick tickets for like forty bucks max. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and so now the Seahawks schedule came out a couple weeks ago, and we did not go over it. So I figured I would lay out the Hawks schedule it. for you. Uh, we open up with the Bengals, right? Bengals. Uh, yep, yep. And then we go Steelers playing the Saints, Cardinals, Rams, Browns, the Ravens. The Falcons, the Buccaneers, 49ers, Eagles, Vikings, Rams, Panthers, Cardinals, Niners. We got a tough little schedule this year. Yeah. Um, especially to open it up uh, with, well, the Bengals is, you know, whatever, but the Steelers, the Saints, the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Browns. That is a tough fucking stretch of games right there. Um, God, man. And then to play the Ravens and the Falcons right afterwards. The Buccaneers, they have a new head coach. Bruce Arians is there, so they'll be better. 49ers with Jimmy Grappolo back. Eagles, we'll talk about that, but they just signed fucking Carson Wentz to an enormous goddamn contract. Going to play the Vikings after that, the Rams again, and then the Panthers. It's a tough schedule. That's a I am tough not excited about schedule. this. Yeah, that's a tough schedule. I'm nervous. I think that we should go to a game this year. Ooh. I think we should go to, even if it's just the two of us, I think we should go and hit a Seahawks game this year. All right. I'll, I'll go take out a small personal loan. I actually looked <laughs> at tickets through the Seahawks app, and you can get tickets for 75 bucks. Like, good oh, seats shit. for 75 bucks. Yeah, I wouldn't even mind sitting on the opponent's side. I'll just fucking wear Seahawks shit. I don't give a fuck. You know, yeah. even, even if that's in poor taste, I don't give a fuck. I'll it's sit definitely at, yeah, not. I don't give a shit. I'll sit on that other side for $75 tickets in a good fucking spot. I'll do it, you know? So yeah. when I'm looking at, because I'm looking at the same schedule you are, uh, when we're on top, we're at home, right? I believe so. Yes. Yes. Well, let me when just we're on top, on we're at home. Yeah, because yeah, you okay. can because you can buy tickets um, for the Bengals game. Yeah. So wait. Okay. So or, Seahawks no, so. at Pit at Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh's on the bottom. So Seattle yes. on, on top. Bottom, yeah. 
On is bottom away. is at home, on okay. top is away. Yep. So it's a home Ooh. game against the Bengals, home against Are the preseason Saints. games cheaper? Um, probably. Cause yeah. Because I, th- I feel like preseason would be really fun because then you get to see some a lot of the a young lot of people. talent. Yeah. yeah. That might be cool. So we got Broncos and Raiders yep. for home preseason. The Raiders games. would be a fun game. I mean, that you will that fourth preseason game. You won't see anybody but rookies, but yeah, um, because that's all that's people. Kinda, that's yeah. when they make their final cuts. But yeah, and then the see, other one is the opening, right? That would be tough. Um, and you'll see the most of them during the Chargers game. So when they're in LA, you'll see the most of them. Um, they'll play probably like a half or so, um, but. So they a do like Saints game, dude. Like in the first preseason game, they'll play like one series, and then mm-hmm. in the second one, they'll play like maybe a quarter, um, and then in the third one, they'll play about a half. And the fourth <laughs> one, they have to make their final cuts, and so it's all rookies in that fourth preseason game. Um, so, so we should look into that. Yeah, September twenty second, playing yeah. the Saints at home. God damn, that would be one thirty p.m. game. Right? game the twenty second, and of- we have like four. Primetime games, Mondays, oh, Sunday game. Mondays, Sundays, and Tuesdays. We have some yeah. good, like, good shit. Yeah, I'm really excited for this season. It's going to be fantastic. So we can get into some news. The Jags signed uh, Terrell Pryor, wide receiver Terrell Pryor. The Raiders signed offensive lineman Richie Incognito. And we talked about him a couple months ago <laughs> because can't. he went to, like, his dad's funeral, I think. Was he and, incognito? Um, he... Told a bunch of people he was going to kill them, and like, like he, he's having some serious definitely personal not problems. Um, yeah, and so the Raiders signed him. He retired, and they signed him. He came back to play for them. Fucking Gerald McCoy signed with the goddamn Panthers. So fucking mad. I wanted Gerald McCoy so fucking bad. He plays with the goddamn Panthers now, which fucking stupid. Was it like money thing? You know, um, I don't remember because I don't think he got signed for that much. I think he yeah. just, you know, I. Yeah. At this point in his career, he's looking for a ring, you know, so he must have felt like the Panthers are in a good position. I mean, and they were pretty all right last year. So. Oh, and the Hawks aren't, huh? Well, I feel yeah, like the Hawks are know. in a pretty good position, actually. Le'Veon Bell got robbed of over $500,000 in jewelry from his two girlfriends. <laughs> stole, uh, stole a bunch of money from him. So, Maybe it's because um, he had two girlfriends. <laughs> Maybe. Um, the Lions signed wide receiver Jermaine Curse to a one-year deal. So Jermaine Curse is over in Detroit now. The Eagles signed Carson Wentz to a four-year extension worth $128 million and over 100 in guarantees. Good Lord. Yeah. So the Eagles think that they're going on a run. They think they can do They got Deshaun Jackson back. They think they got some shit going on. Well, let's let them think that. The Jets hired Joe Douglas as their new GM. The Texans fired uh, their GM, Brian Gain. And as of now, the Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill is no longer actively involved in the investigation about the abuse of his child. Do you remember talking about yes, that? Yes, that's so good. So he's no longer actively involved, but he could still be suspended by the league for just being involved with nefarious shit. Like they still yeah. have the ability to do that. So we'll see you know, what his actions are going to be because there's still a question about whether or not he'll play any of the season just because of the allegations. Yeah. Uh, when Adrian Peterson hit his kid, he was gone for a whole year. Yeah. So, I mean, and he, there was found that he did hit his kid, but still there's, you know, they're, they're talking about charging Zeke or not charging him, but suspending him because he like, got into a fight at a club or some shit like that. Like he pushed a lady or. Can't be doing yeah, that. no, I don't, I don't want, I want to misquote him, but that. yeah. So they're talking about suspending him and others be like, Oh, they have it out for Zeke and blah, blah, blah. And it's, Stupid. But if you're going to make, you're going to be one of the top players in your position in the league, you're going to be under super high scrutiny. Yeah. Really high scrutiny. And you have to be prepared for that. Like you can't be acting a fucking fool. You're fucking famous, dude. Pay attention to what the fuck you do. Exactly. Um, so that is all I have 
as far as sports. So Beautiful. we can hit a line and get out of here. Let's um, do it. You got let throw down range, buddy. Haley um, actually just hit me up on like the Facebook Messenger and <laughs> um, guessed the where the line is from <laughs> oh <laughs> so, and i don't i don't know whether or not i told her um you reminded her to listen because that's the deal and that's it so but i didn't tell her what it was so that's really funny so i don't know whether or not that counts oh it totally um, counts man she was so, a guest on the yep. show she you know she was gently reminded of what the deal was and so she gets a fucking Salt of the Streets t-shirt. Yep. So I just uh, sent her a message and said, you win. So I will tell you all now and then we'll deliver one last line from the show. And then I'm just going to start finding random shit. Because there you go. God damn, I've been waiting fucking 59 episodes to do this. So <laughs> all of these lines have been from It's Always Sunny. Woo! Fuck you guys for not knowing what it was. I'm super impressed that she figured it out. But there was a reason her and I were best friends for so fucking long. God so, damn, what was the last line? Was that um, the repeat line? No. no. That was the week before, I think right? last week I said, you want my time, you got to pay to spray. That's my motto. Yep. That and you cannot finish inside me. Oh. I think that's what I said last week. Um, so congratulations to Haley. I will, in fact, get you a t-shirt because you just won. Woo! So now I'm going to start... Find random ones, and if anyone can guess any of the lines, then t-shirts. T-shirts galore. T-shirts, baby. Our final line from It's Always Sunny. Um, That's not funny. You're just a grown woman who shit her pants. (laughs) That's really not funny. (laughs) That's kind of sad, actually. Uh, Well, congratulations, Haley. Congratulations, Haley. Everyone check out for the episode on Monday. It was a great episode. Thank you, buddy.